Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And it has just gone final from Gillette Stadium. Your New England Patriots 26, the Indianapolis Colts 3. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Six Rings Post. Are you laughing? Just laughing at the Colts. The Colts 3. They are a sad, sad football team. I wasn't even sure exactly what to say. I was going to say, like, the Dolts or the Wolts or the Indianapolis football team. I felt bad for Sam Ellinger. They are. Here's, as as I rally up. Uh, the big takeaways from today's game, and we've got plenty of stats and analysis to share with you. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Six Rings Post Game Show here on WEEI as we broadcast from our best yet brand studio every other game on the 1 p.m. slate today in what I had dubbed Week 9, W-E-A-K. I know you like what I did there, Hart. And on a Week 9 slate, far and away, the least entertaining, the least competitive, and the least worth having watched all the way to the final whistle was your Patriots winning 26-3. And dare I say, it wasn't that close. Uh, it wasn't, but it also is uh, deceptively... Um, Terrible? No, no, no. Like, the game looks like the Patriots may have played well. Like, you look at the scoring, like, oh, they dominated a team they should dominate. They, But you're like, well, special teams was really good. Defense was really good. Mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because the offense here. And we've already gone through thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll talk to you guys (laughs) next week on the Six Rings. Actually, no, we won't because it's a bye week. uh, We take you now to Westwood One. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I just don't want anybody to get a false sense of the offense was good. It was not. But the defense showed up. Matt Judon showed up. Special teams was key early. Special mm-hmm. teams was the reason you had a comfortable lead at halftime between we paid returns, back, punt blocks. We paid back old Patriots special teams legend Ray Bubba Ventrone Bubba. for punking the Patriots last year at finalist Banner Field and getting a blocked punt against the Patriots in that game. And just so everyone knows, it is going to go final at the Meadowlands at Jet Life Stadium. 
the New York Jets will upset the Buffalo Bills. A fourth and 21 Hail Mary from Josh Allen to, I believe, Gabe Davis went incomplete. Well, you know what? There, I said it. I've said it. I'm going to own You know what? The Patriots beat the Jets. No. And the Jets beat the Bills by transitive property of football. Andy, the Patriots are going to crush the Bills. I couldn't no. even No. No. We're not doing that. Did you I watch today's game? I couldn't even get through it. Today's game between yeah. the Patriots and the Colts? All those big plays the Patriots made on offense? The that irony was, of the only two guys who made big plays? That was such John a, Smith and Hunter Henry. You want to talk about just like a dead squid of a performance by the offense. Ugh. And we need to get into what's going on with this offense right now. This is not something that will quickly be remedied by everyone who wore their new Zappy Hour shirts no. or is going for the backup. That'll, that'll I do remedy appreciate. Everything. Shout out to Patriots fans today for not booing in excess or especially not starting Zappy Chance and booing Mac Jones. I feel like if there were any boo birds, and there might have been just a couple heard at Gillette Stadium today, the boo birds were likely aimed, Andy, at the play calling and or the lack of ability for the offense to execute because that was absolutely atrocious. Let's just give you a sample as to how bad it was. Let's take a look at the box score today. Like we say, final score, 26-3. Sam, let's look at the Colts first and foremost. Sam Ellinger, who does not belong on an NFL football field except to actually be part of the chain gang, or maybe he could join me on the field for the pregame field goal kicking contest. Unless he's working promotion, Sam Ellinger does not belong well, on he, an NFL football field. He's promoting their chances of getting the number one pick. He's doing a great job if that's what they want. If they're actually in the sneaky tank for insert whatever quarterback goes tops be. overall, the Colts are a dreadful yeah, they Red made full. a financial decision with Red Matt Ryan, franchise. avoiding having to pay him moving forward, and they are going to probably lose games with Sam Ellinger moving forward to try to get a real quarterback who's young after going the old, old, old route the well, last three times. they went to times. rent a quarterback for ever since Andrew Luck. It was yeah, but Jacoby not even Brissett, rent like rent Brian Hoyer. Yeah, but they rent. Yeah, they rented old quarterbacks. Then Philip Rivers, then Carson Wentz, and then broken Matt Ryan, and so now they're forced to play a six-round running quarterback out of Texas, who is. Out of his mind. But not really a trying. runner. No. He runs, but not he's not good. really a runner. He's not good. Yeah, no. He's not a pro And he throws in slow motion. Somebody needs to, like, speed up the tape when his ball leaves so his hands. And, and, and he throws rainbows and lollipops. It's... Oh, oh, looks like maybe the Patriots will be able to uh, bring old Josh back home sooner oh, than later. Why are you celebrating Look his demise? I'm just saying, oh, I'm not. But, wow. Another shocking final. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Twenty-seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. Twenty. That looks like a dub on the schedule now. Later on, December eighteenth. No, no, no. Vegas. Hey, Zo, settle down. You don't get to circle any excuse any me. layup. Excuse dubs. me. Who's Hazo? No, you are Zo, my I friend. I get it. You. I Homer. wasn't as angry as he was you on the fraud squatters. Today. Boy, was he was not happy with the Patriots, especially the offensive execution, as I listened for a few moments yeah, in transit from the stadium worry. to the studio. It'll be a layup against Joe Burrow and company. I never you said fraud. that. No, Zoe did. Come now. What? Shame on him. Come on now. I mean, don't. Please grow up. This is a professional post. I've been trying to grow for show. years. It's not it's working. Not for me. <laughs> working. Uh, I am what I am. In different directions, you are who you are. I get it. 27 20 Jaguars. The worst thing is. It was 17 nothing. 17 nothing for the Raiders. They were able to squeeze out but a field goal the rest of the way. Not good. And the Jags come back 27 unveritably answered points. Wow. Has the rest of the league just caught up to everything the Patriots 
did or were trying to do, whether you're in Las Vegas or New England, because... Or Tampa. Ooh, I see where you're going with this. You just I stumbled like into a talking I point. I like it. I like Everything it related to the Patriot dynasty now sucks. McDaniels, Brady, Belichick. I mean... I guess we can't say they suck. They're five no. and four. Like They're they won today. They won two in a row for Dude, the second time. You can't because we're, we're looking too I'm much. I'm too harsh. It's not recency bias. It's just we're looking. We're so laser focused on the Patriots' offense right now that we're missing the fact that the defense played tremendously. Yes, Sam Ellinger is not a professional quarterback, as I was just highlighting, with his 15 for 29 for 103 yard, zero touchdown, one interception, nine sacks. Mrs. Bueller, nine sack afternoon and it was really 10 because the other one was wiped out by a penalty that they have no run game to speak of without jonathan taylor as the law firm of jackson wilkins Lindsay, and campbell was able to amass a whopping 39 yards on 16 on 16 carries overall the receiving day was brutal obviously with only 103 yards the defensive front is not bad no. Nope. Pay played well today. DeForest Buckner, a force to be reckoned with. Brian O'Karake, the forced fumble on Jacoby Myers. We'll get to the Patriots turnover issue later on in the program. And for your New England Patriots, Mac Jones. What did I say yesterday would be a good day for Mac Jones? Remember I said it would be like, you know, 19 for 26, maybe 205 yards, touchdown, no turnovers. Mac Jones delivers you 20 for 30, 148, and a touchdown. Did Do you believe Mac he Jones had a good day? Okay day. Oh, it went from good yeah, to okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> you lowered the bar just call, a little I'm bit. Bar- I'm bargaining right We don't now. raise the bar no, around we here. Lower we bar. lower the well, bar. if you've heard me in conversation um, or after a few beverages, you know that's all I know how to do. I'm not going to say he had a good day. No. no. I, I don't. I, I, he certainly will not be in our uh, late segment on thumbs up, thumbs down. Nope. Because uh, he didn't have a terrible day either. It was a terrible day for the offense as a group. Mm-hmm. But did Mac Jones have a good day? No. Like, the swing pass to Ramondre Stevenson that he misses on, like, the second play of the game or whatever that yeah, second play of the game, I think. Um, pressure. I said it to the guys uh, off air. Um, this looked like the offense I saw in the training camp field. I continue to say that. Like, it he's really, getting pressure. He points. He pirouettes a little. Like, there's nothing to throw to. They have the to run do game so stinks. much work, Andy. They have to do so much That's work to great, get five yards. That's a great way to put it. They have. I, we joked about, like, oh, their first trick play when Jacoby Myers comes under center on the short yardage play and they, like, barely sniff out the one yard they need for the first down. Like, nothing comes easy for them other sure. than occasionally Ramondre Stevenson looking like Ramondre Stevenson. But you don't want to break him. You don't want to go to that well too often. And we've they have three good players right now, three really good players. And I want to take a victory lap for one second. It is a victory Sunday here at WEEI in the Six Rings postgame show. So I get to take a victory lap. All y'all who got mad at me when I said Matt Judon was the best player on the Patriots in the one spot on my roster ranking and Nick Folk was number two, y'all can jump off a bridge or do, as your Red Sox manager Alex Cora said, suck on that. The two best players on this team are Matt Judon and Nick Folk. You don't win without Matt Judon and Nick Folk week after week after, well, the weeks they win. We might have to go to sensitivity training. We could have probably done without the jump off the bridge. Okay, don't jump off a bridge. It's not right. It's not worth it. The water's cold this time of year. But, you know, I was angry. How high is this bridge? Very little. Like okay, the ones like my a... kids jump off in the oh, summer. Like, an, like the Martha's Jaws Vineyard. bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys died that recently. Oh, see? Look at this. They didn't know how to swim, I believe. Oh, well, that <laughs> getting in the water, knowing how to swim usually is a plus one. Yes. Jumping off a bridge. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, you know what? They can kick rocks because yeah. everyone clapped back at you on your Patriots best players, one through 87, and you said Matt Judon won and Nick Folk, too. You're right. 
And week after week, you Matt Judon piles up sacks, and Nick Folk piles up field goals. And, oh, by the way, that's your offense. I know they got in, oh, they had a red zone score today, thanks to the fact that a blocked punt by Jonathan Jones and Brendan Schooler's pickup and getting tackled at the two gave you two yards to go, except you actually needed more than that because you lost yards on the first run play before you hit Ramondre Stevenson on a one-handed catch for a short he touchdown. He made the better play for the touchdown it's than unreal. Jones like, made the throw. Even the easy isn't easy. No. It's all a grind. It's the a Patriots grind. have to work like so R. Kelly hard. said it's a bump and grind. I, say, I choose not to try to what? quote a person like a terrible human like it's R. Kelly's office. I know it is. I don't see he's just nothing not a very, wrong. He's just not a very good person. No, no, but the song's pretty good. Okay, great. 12 play, great album. Ramondre Stevenson, I wouldn't say great. It's you know, a little hyperbolic. Ramondre Stevenson with a, an afternoon, 15 for 60, but he did also have the touchdown catch, the aforementioned three for 10, and the nice one-handed touchdown grab. J.J. Taylor, now it seems like it was a worthy insertion of J.J. Taylor back into the lineup because he recovered Kendrick Bourne's fumble in yep. the fourth quarter. Do not give the Colts any chance of life or to come back into the game. J.J. Taylor, uh, I'm not sure if you know how many yards he had. He had 10 carries. 24. Ah, take 15 off of that. 10 carries for nine yards? Yep. That's not good. The Patriots offensive line, the bye week could never come at a better time for your quarterback. <laughs> no time off for anybody during line. this bye yeah, week. No. Y'all got work to do. Hey, coach, I'm going to the woods. Hey, Judon, you can take a vacation. Yeah. Folk, you take Literally, a vacation. Two of you. No, the rest actually, of is. No, John Jones can as well. Okay, John, John Jones. John Jones had okay. a day. Sure. Blocked a punt, pick six. John okay. Jones. So you three can vacations. Don't go very far, but you can take a, yeah. Right. Well, Judon, you can take a cruise around the world if you want. Uh, I would be comfortable right now. We're can, screwed. I, can I just say straight up, I would be comfortable right now if Bill Belichick or Matt Groh or Robert Kraft or anyone in ownership, player development, et cetera, even Matt Patricia, that's fine, because apparently sometimes he does. He had previously worked some of the contract negotiations. If they just went to him right now and like, here's a blank check. We'd like you to play three more years. I know he signed for four. But if he wants a raise with the way he's playing, man's on his way to a 20-plus sack season. He has 11 and a half sacks, three sacks on the day. Patriots defense, nine sacks overall. Absolutely just dusting, harassing, and dominating Sam Ellinger and that broken Indianapolis Colts offensive line. How about Josh Uche? Welcome back. It is officially Uche season. Sack last week, three today, four in the past two games. Yeah. Not bad. I'd like to see him do it against N ept offensive line because this one today was inept that's a bad offensive can one actually be ept i don't know i dropped the in so they're ept (laughs) you you don't have a problem you could have gone functional the most expensive offensive line in football is not good stinks and they were getting stinks it was like they could get traditional pressure if they wanted just off the edge or then they'd run a game and like somebody would double team somebody and just let another guy just go free run at poor sam ellinger who i do feel bad like, did you feel bad for him? Like the way that game? Nah, I'm out of emotions. You don't feel bad. You don't have empathy. Nah, I mean some. I have some. We have a problem. If I'm the more empathetic <laughs> figure in this show, do, yes, we do. Do I? I mean, do I feel badly for him? Eh, sort of, but at the same time, he's also fulfilling, realizing a dream, getting to play in the NFL for a couple of games. Is it the best set of circumstances? No. Is this what he would have drawn up? Is his entry into the NFL? No. Does he probably feel good physically right now after getting ragdolled by the Patriots defense? No. But What was your time, positive point here? I don't really feel badly <laughs> for him. <That's> <laughs> so is, is tomorrow, because this is our new thing on the postgame show. It's another day. Is tomorrow Victory Monday? Tomorrow, Moral thank- Victory Monday? Moral Loss Monday? Well, you know what what's it is? tomorrow? TGIBW. Thank God it's the bye week. Okay. 
can we clean this crap up in yeah it's clean this crap up 14 Monday. days it's clean, it's clean it's clean up an aisle by week patriots have a lot of work to do uh, uh some distressing issues as well cole strange benched in the first half actually after two series mm. isaiah win shifting over to left guard Yodney could just Taking the right tackle job? Yodney Kajust begins with an R now? Or You're, I almost called him Rodney. <laughs> I mean, how many Yodneys do you know? Quick question. Straw poll in the audience. One. <laughs> and I don't really know him that well. I don't know. I'm familiar Are with you familiar? his name. You're familiar yes. with uh, Yodney. Okay. Um, Yodney Kajust comes in at right tackle. Patriots, unfortunately, yes, they do lead the league in takeaways. They also lead the league in giveaways. A league high 17. It's okay uh, if you want to say, eh, you know, you give it, you take it. In the Bill Belichick era, it is jarring to me that the Patriots lead the league in giveaways. There have been many times they've led the league in takeaways, never even coming close. As a matter of fact, that is one of the sneaky statistical pillars of the Patriots' double dynastic run. Oh, yeah. Always being in the bottom of the league in turnovers, not leading the damn league. The turnover what differential for the two decades is ridiculously positive. Isn't it positive. like a triple-digit positive? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to say like 243. Or, yeah. okay, okay, 286, 184. Okay. Whatever. Um, but, yes, they are, they're not that team right now. And they're still for, forcing and or accepting of the turnovers, depending on how you want to look at it, from mm-hmm. the Ellingers and the, the Zach Wilsons of the world. They just – the football is, is, uh, is a little loose offensively. And you know what's bad when Jacoby Myers, who's – one of your best players, one of your more reliable players, mm-hmm. is involved in it. Kendrick Bourne puts one on the ground again. Just this this lost, weird, tumultuous season for Kendrick Bourne the continues. in the tank for him. Like, like the really third is. play from scrimmage. Third and 12. Uh, Mac drops back, like a five-step drop. Hits Jacoby Myers, who slashes across the middle into the zone with a perfect crossing pattern. About six, If he catches it, he's got about six yards to go. Drops it. We got dropsies, we got a fumble, we got fumble rooskies. Yeah, it, we it, have inept offense, but we had a dominating defensive performance and we had efficient special teams. Patriots 26, Indianapolis Colts 3. We have many, many, many more wonderful thoughts to offer you here on the Six Rings postgame show today. Later on, we'll hear from WEI.com's Kyrie Thompson. We'll speak with our guy, Foyer, Christian Fourier. From Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. We'll take your calls. We'll talk about the rest of the wild week of the NFL. We'll preview the second half of the season. All this and more going on on the Six Rings postgame show here on WEEI. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Back here on the Six Rings postgame show, or as one texter at 37937 was kind enough to call it the knockoff postgame show, which I yes. thought was very courteous. Heart blows. No wonder he's relegated to doing this crap. 
Hmm. At three seven nine three seven. Uh, question. Yes. Does that mean I also blow? No, you suck. Ah, thank you. Because I if blow. I've been relegated to doing this as well, this job obviously nobody else would ever possibly want. Right. Hosting a post game show talking about the NFL in a top ten media market. This is relegation. One of the most dominant franchises in modern football. With a dominant effort today against an absolute garbage football team. Uh, dominant know. defensive effort against yes. an inept. You want to talk about relegated. Right now, the Indianapolis Colts are playing a level of football that is worthy of relegation. And I think they may be trying to. I know Kyrie Thompson, our friend from WEEI.com, who we'll talk to later, hopefully with some fresh content out of the Gillette Stadium Patriots winning locker room. He believes they are indeed tanking, and that's why Ellinger is playing, and this is a long-term approach as they need to find the true successor to Andrew Luck. It worked for him once when Peyton Manning got hurt. Now if you bench Matt Ryan, uh, Sam Ellinger looks like he is uh, ready to play the willing participant in a potential tank job. And they get a quarterback out of it. Who's the quarterback, who's the quarterback that could possibly come in and save Young, the Young, Stroud, uh, Hooker. Uh, Stroud, maybe. I could see maybe going for Stroud. Well, else you got? I think it is. Uh, yeah, uh, Bryce Young has. The bloom off a little bit. Tough go. Yeah, the bloom is a little bit off of him. Tough but that happens. The bloom was off Lamar, remember? Mm-hmm. When he was in college, won the Heisman, tailed off, terrible last bowl game, doubts about him. So that can happen mm-hmm. in the evolution of a, a star college quarterback. But the, everything, the one. Everything is in shotgun, though. Like, he's going to take a while to get used to a pro. That's offense. modern football. Everything That's... is in shotgun. Every no, you don't always need to. You ever be see in Mac? Yeah, and look at our offense. Look <laughs> I at this don't know offense. If that is um, all Mac or all gun fault, there's a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Self scouting in those offensive meetings over the next two weeks, I think, are going to be very interesting with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with this offense and how the hell we fix it over the second half of the season. I think is going to be interesting. Absolutely. Just a snooze fest at the Razor today, 26-3. to 3. Uh, We were going through some of the stats as to why this was kind of a rough take as well. Uh, your leading receiver on the day today? Hunter Henry. Very good. Point to you. Well, I watch uh, the game. I should know. I'm supposed to be a professional. Nah, well, supposed to be. Emphasis on supposed. Yep. Uh, four for 50. Nice to see Mac Jones actually get a tight end involved. Get two tight ends involved today because Janu, Janu, Three for 21. And we were joking uh, earlier on uh, via the text messages. I said, I, your son, I know, went to the game today. I said, I almost felt badly at first because he was watching such a snooze fest of a game. To which you replied, well, he got to see a big John Smith catch, so he's probably happy at that. <laughs> I mean, end that's that's a rarity, right? I, I mean, that's the Haley's comment. You know, like the in, NFL in the card point. collecting business, like the one ofs, the, it's like an, uh, there's only one. Well, you saw a John Smith big play. Those don't. Haley's comet, right? 80, every 86 years, baby. He was bumbling at that point. Uh, Jacoby Myers went five for 43 on the day for an eight and a half yard average. Did have that one big fumble, which at mm. that point, it was only 13 nothing Patriots. There was a chance that maybe if the Colts had any eptitude, as Andy likes they to don't. refer to it as, any eptitude on offense that they may have actually been able to get back into the game, a touchdown there would have made it 13-7. The Patriots had just long since absolutely dominated that game. It really should have been at halftime or early third quarter. This should have been if the Patriots had full capacity or legitimate football firepower. It should have been twenty-eight nothing, twenty-seven nothing. What they do to the Jags last year? Fifty 
51 to 10. I this had say. the opportunity to be that. Today. I mean, it was if you had an offense, this could have been 54 to 13 last year against the Jets. Yeah, if you had an offense in the Mike White game back this here or Flacco, whoever had the opportunity to be that. Might have been Zach. I don't know. But you don't. Ha- no one cares. Stop yeah, babbling in the background. Just, you, know, you don't have an offense. Is the issue at hand <laughs> with uh, with Mac Jones and what has the happened? Running right, game so, right. and I the line that, stinks. I would let me start put that there. to you. I'll put that to everyone. What has happened to the New England Patriots offense? which has veritably the same personnel. In fact, Andy, there's a better running back than there was last year because Damian Harris lead back Ramondre Stevenson came on as the year progressed. Now he's your lead back, and he's a dynamo, and he's absolutely, I think, the best player on offense, and he should be the premier tentpole in the building block of the offense going forward. Did have a strange stat line today, though, in the receiving game. You don't see too often a pass-catching running back have three three receptions on seven targets. That's you, inefficient you, for how, a running back. Uh, whose fault is that? Uh, Max, the offensive probably, lines. Uh, like probably a little bit more of, the, I mean, uh, Mac missed that swing pass early. That yep. was part. Like, there was some to it. But you, uh, for a pass catcher out of the backfield to be three and not lining up wide, mm-hmm. not like he's – I mean, the wheel route, okay, the wheel route's the wheel route. It's down the field. You're taking a shot there. But three of seven, because I believe over the previous two weeks he was like – 15 of 16, catching mm-hmm. the ball. That's what it's supposed to be. That's, those are supposed to dink and dunk, check down, check down Charlie, whatever right. you want to call it. You won't go broke if you always take a profit. Well, they weren't even profiting from that. They could barely take a profit today because the offensive line, and I think that, number one, first and foremost, is the biggest issue. The offensive line inconsistency, both health and play from the right tackle and now the left guard, Cole Strange, gets pulled, like we said, in the first half. Like, that's a, that's a mess. But to see... The Patriots step back from two games where against crappy teams they hung 50 burgers last year and to struggle to get to 26 and need a pick six at the end of the game. In a blocked on a, punt. On a, in a blocked leave punt. leave that out. And for Nick Folks, if you will. He didn't get five, so I lose my bet there. I predicted 22-13 final score. I can't believe I gave the Colts that much credit. So I wasn't that far off what the Patriots were able to do. You basically had 19 19- you had no offensive points. How many field points. goals does Nick Folk have on the season now? 39, 42? How the hell would uh, I know? Why would I, I know that I number off the top know. of my you head? You talk football. But you said you're supposed five, to be a professional. Five and four in the last five games. Like, a lot of points coming. If, from, but if, if you, you look had at the Joe points Mixon today, and Nick Folk on your fantasy team today, congratulations. Yes, but if you... Uh, and if Justin you, Fields. If you um, look at the points today, none of them are offense, really. It's blocked punt. Oh, you get a three-yard touchdown. It's four field goals, including one off a 23-yard punt return from Marcus Jones. Mm -hmm. Special teams. You get seven points on defense. Like, the offense was not good. You know, we're going to fixate on, oh, you had nine sacks. They got sacked nine times. Well, you still got sacked four times for Mac Jones. And Bill has was not happy this week. He was talking about the protection issues last week. Too much pressure. Pressure. I'm having trouble on Mac Jones. See, I allowed that to happen. I didn't make a point of it. I didn't highlight or bring that to the attention of the audience. You know it myself. Yeah. That's what I do. I can't let it go whether it's you or me. You are always in your own head. You're supposed to just be playing, not thinking. A lot of room in there. Well, but it's two of the largest craniums in radio. I I understand and sympathize. I do believe it starts with the offensive line is a foundational problem with this team. And your guy, your victory lap for Cole Strange a couple weeks ago. Well, he was good. premature. He was good earlier in the season. A little premature. He's hit a rookie wall. Much yeah. sooner than I think we could have. And the any of us could rookie have wall had a name. It was Quinn and Williams and DeForest Buckner, and yeah, he's all of a sudden, some tough matchups. But guess what? You play left guard. 
in the NFL on the Pats. First Aaron round pick. Donald, like I can, you know, there's going yeah. to be a pretty good player across the ball a and, lot of the time. And you're going to be getting a turbocharged Quinn and Williams who's going to be coming in thinking that the Jets, who just beat the Bills, and now the AFC East is wide open. We'll get to that a little bit later because Miami made a big trade. The Patriots were inactive. The Jets were active at the trading deadline. The Bills were as well. The AFC East could just be wide open now. What if the Bills are vulnerable? Uh, Not to us. Do you believe that? They could be. What if Josh Allen's hurt? No, this is they were due for a bad game. Like this is the the NFL. Or the Jets have a or the Jets. I've been telling you that all season. So did Tom Brady. Also better. Well, the Jets are better. And and if if Zach Wilson played conservative football last week, like Mac Jones today, twenty. If if like he did today last Sunday, if Zach Wilson played like he did today, or Mac Wilson, Mac Jones, excuse me, did today, twenty for thirty, one forty three and a touchdown. I don't think the Patriots leave JetLife Stadium with a win last week. No. And this, that's where this team is. Like, you you win when, you know, the ball bounces your way. You get a blocked punt. A couple things go your way. If they don't go your way, you probably lose. They're, it's just the fray. The fray of the NFL, the parody fray in the middle is just all these, you know, the gray, the competitive muck, the mire. games, but it's bad competition. It's, I mean, Jim Irsay said it. We were talking about his video where he says, boy, do we miss Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Oh, you boy, hey, do we. Quentin, what's up, man? He said that, too. <laughs> hey, um, but boy, do in we. In old Boston town. Yes, in old, I don't even, I still don't, I don't know what that means. Know what the hell we're going to go to the phones. Is. The lines are locked and loaded. I know. Load them full. up, as the guy They're used jammed. to say. They're jammed. They're like Route 1 right now as people make their way out of the stadium. If you're sitting in traffic, we're here to keep you company. We would love to hear from you. 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. Our first call on today's edition of the Knockoff Postgame Show, or we like to call it the Six Rings Postgame Show with Fitzy and Hart, is Ryan. I'll always take a call from Weymouth, proud of the South Shore. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Fitzy. Uh, hot. What's up, guys? How are you, sir? I am good. Thank you uh, again for everything you do and for taking my call. But, um, yep, last week, um, yep, uh, I was very skeptical. They had won the game, and uh, they beat the Jets. And I said, nah. <laughs> guys, remember, I said the Jets are the laughing stock of the, of the world, of the league. They, they're the worst there ever was. They go out and they just beat the best team in the NFL. Yep. That, that just, that just that's how the world is. That's how the league is. But. But for what the Patriots did today, I think it's just an old-school Belichick win. It was quiet. Um, there was a few penalties, but overall, you didn't really think about Patricia. You didn't think about Joe Judge. I know that the, the offense stunk, but because they did enough plays on defense, they made turnovers. They did what they had to do. They won the game, and they, they did it the right way. They, they didn't do it as much. So, again, they went and beat a, a, a putrid Indianapolis team. Indianapolis is now the worst team in all of football because they are awful. To, 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 to what they did against the Patriots and play like that, Sam Alunga, they should go back to Matt Ryan immediately because that was disgusting what they did. So that's what I'm saying. But uh, the Patriots, I give them credit. They've won two in a row and the defense is playing well. But offense, they have nothing but Ramondre Stevenson and hopes and dreams thanks guys <laughs> thank you very much instead of thoughts and prayers we've got hopes and dreams appreciate the call ryan that is kind of the state of affairs oh boy it's getting dark out early i enjoyed the extra hour of sleep this morning but i just looked out the window and it's like it's like a tv that's not turned on it's, it's how the sun works it goes down it gets dark uh, all right I, come, I could do without daylight it'll come savings. out tomorrow i know that's what i keep hearing thank you thank you Aunt. thank you little orphan annie uh that's kind of the state of affairs right there you know they beat a team that they should beat yeah 
they, they which is they, better than losing on Monday Night Football to a team you thought you should beat, or maybe the which Bears now I don't know if you got should better. Be. Yeah, because maybe the Bears woke up because the Bears uh, at least you know showed up against Dallas last week. Sure, they lost by twenty, but they showed up and kept it competitive for a half. Today, they they go toe to toe with Miami, barely lose that game, thirty five thirty two. Justin Fields with a fantasy day for the ages. So maybe the Patriots aren't as good, and maybe some of these other opponents are. Well, look at the way they won today. I mm-hmm. think it falls up. This is a cliche. I know we mm-hmm. say it ad nauseum, but I'm going to say it again. Before you can win, you have to not lose like the Colts were going to lose. And they made plays defensively, the Patriots. Yes. But isn't that also true about the season here? I don't know how it's going to finish out. You may get absolutely killed by the Bills a couple times and the the Bengals, whatever. But it's the midway point, and you're not out of it. You haven't lost the mm-hmm. season. You haven't kicked the season away. You're a half game out of the playoffs, just like you were last week. You're 5-4. Mm-hmm. and four. Chargers right now are the last seed at 5-3. and three. You have an opportunity down the stretch. You know, when the games matter and Thanksgiving and all, all these things we've talked about for decades, you have a path, also something we talked about during the Cam Newton year. Ah, the path. Remember you the haven't days lost, of the path? Yes, you haven't lost the season. I don't. You're going to be much competing faith. with Cincinnati. Basically, you're going to be, if the Patriots keep up. Yeah, you're tied with Cincinnati. With this up and down and, you know, sort of, you know, one one week defensive stalwarts, that you know, defensive titans, if you will, the next week, you know, defensive washouts type of effort. You know, you're going to probably win one, lose one, win one, lose one the rest of the way. And I can't tell you either, Andy, if they're going to win the games they should win and lose the games they should lose or vice versa. Who knows? But the Patriots do have, as we now look at the halfway point or just past the halfway point of the season, they do have a legitimate chance to compete for a playoff spot. Sure. And you do have to keep up with Cincinnati. And you do have to keep up with certainly not the Raiders. Oh, boy. And probably not the Broncos. And not anyone else in the NFC South. But and are those really teams the Browns even out of it? not really the Steelers. You know, they yeah, have kinda. five losses. Oh, yeah. Vegas has six. They're Vegas, probably out yeah, of They're toast. But, like, all this crappiness that you're seeing in the NFL mm-hmm. means – Teams with losses are like significant losses, whether it's seven losses, 10 and seven, eight losses, nine and eight are going to be in the playoffs. Like yep. you've expanded the playoffs. You have a lot of mediocre football teams that week in and week out. Can the NFL mediocre playoffs. They're giving you all these stats about all these one score games and all. Yeah, because everybody's like meh and they all battle meh, meh, meh for like 50 minutes and somebody scores last and wins. So if the Bills aren't as good as we thought they were, or maybe the Jets defense is better than. People gave it credit for. You're going to hurt yourself if you keep going down these roads. I know, but I'm right? just going to say, like, is there extension? The is there literally no, it's transitive property of just allow me to finish the sentence? If Buffalo is not even as good as they are, is there? I ask you this: Is there actually, aside from Philadelphia and Kansas City, another good team in the NFL or very good team? Well, there's three really good teams. I still think Buffalo's a really good team. Yes. They lost. They should be to a team that's, by the way, on paper six and three, mm-hmm. a good team. Now, we saw bad Jets last week, or bad Zach Wilson bad Zach. last last week. So we put them in a certain mental category in our yep. own heads, but their record tells you they're not a bad football team. A six-win team right now in the NFL, you know what that's called? One of the best. Yeah. Because you didn't include Minnesota. That's a seven-win team. Whoa, how about that? How about those Vikings? Are they good? Their I record say, says they're really good. I would say so. Bill Parcells, still alive, if he looks at them, says, they're a good team. Why? 7-1 and one is a good record. You are what your record says you are. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. 
visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, rock and roll, baby. Patriots win 26-3. Let's go. What? It was like very aggressive music coming out of the break. It was. I like it. Nice. That would symbolize like maybe Matt like... Judon in the defense. Yeah. Not right. as much the offense. Every time I hear Belichick call him by his nickname, everybody's like, oh, Jew? another great game by Jew. It's like, ah. okay. Kyrie listens. I... Kanye <laughs> listens. There's a lot of, like, perking up when it's he says very that. Stra- it's very strange. In this era, it's, it's very interesting. Weird. But, hey, that's the nickname. He's comfortable with it. That's what they call him. That's what he likes. All good by me. And how is it by you, Patriots fans? We haven't had a chance to catch up with you in just a little bit because we heard from Mac. He was... Uh, not quite as long-winded as Coach, who gave us 13 minutes earlier. Maybe we'll bring you some more player audio, but we're going to catch up with you guys. Kyrie Thompson at 6 o'clock. Fourier's calling in later. It's a veritable Patriots party here following the defeat of the Colts. Back to the phones we go. Charlie in Boston's been hanging for a while. Hey, Charlie, how are you? I'm nervous. i got to explain to my fiance, fiance like how I've been on the phone for like an hour and ten minutes on the road. She's going to wonder who I'm talking to. <laughs> so, Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who is this? Like, <laughs> geez. But anyways, um, I just want to talk about the offense. Um, obviously, it was like ugly out there. I'm trying to give them like the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're missing Harris. They're missing Devonte Parker. But like those guys, I feel like they're not like huge impact players. So like makes me like nervous. Like if they're missing those two guys, they look this bad. Like I don't know. It's just like kind of a grim outlook there on the offense. But um, overall, in the NFL today, I'm kind of it. Kind of gave me hope. Like outside of this game, like I, I mean, it's a win, but whatever. Um, but like. The Bears hanging with the Dolphins, and that's winning. Kind of like I'm kind of like going into this with like a little more hopeful because like the Bills aren't invincible anymore. Like they just lost to the Jets. Right? So I don't know. I think that the two against the Jets is a massive game. So pretty excited for that. That's what I got. All right, thanks, Charlie, and thanks, for, Charlie. Uh, thanks for hanging in there on. so long. Yeah, we appreciate that very much. I agree that in two weeks' time now, Zach Wilson revenge game. November 20th at the Razor is going to be a huge game. Now, are you mocking that as much as you were when he initially said it about we got them in two weeks or whatever? I still am. You want to know why? Because he s- sat up there like a Cupid doll, act- like with his uniform and his eye black still on, chewing gum at the podium like a nine-year-old. Yeah, we got him and in two weeks. he has six wins. Okay, good for him. And like, we have six rings. Credit. So. Oh, I'm we're not living doing in the, the past? Six, I thought doing, we were going to live in the present. I'm not doing the six wings, six wins wings. post-game show. I'd do the six wings post-game show. I'm yeah, still anyway. these guys in two weeks. See, I don't he know how mockable that an is. Integral part of, as integral a part of the Jets' win today as their defense was, just like with the Patriots. When Zach Wilson or Mac Jones get out of the way and their defense does the work, it seems like that's when the Patriots and or the Jetropolitans are at their best. Absolutely. Both teams, I think, are better when they have game-managing quarterbacks who avoid the turnover. And Mac noted, you know, I didn't turn the ball over today, so that's good. Right. Um, and but I there still was an overall Patriots turnover. Which yeah, is but that's, it happens. It, it's the national. There's going to be some. In every game. They have turned the ball over some. every game this season, that, Andy. That's how you lead the NFL. <laughs> Consistency is key in this world. Fair point. Joe's in the car as well. Uh, he's traveling after the game, wants to talk on Six Rings postgame. What up, Joe? Hey, boys. How's it going? Hey, we're good. hanging in there, my guy. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. So, I was a huge Ryan Allen fan. Hated how they kicked him to the curb for Jake Bailey. But this is not the game to say Bailey struggled. He had seven punts. One was bad, and that's because the, the snap was at his toes. One was bombed for like 58 yards, one down in the 20. I, just, I think he showed improvement today. I don't think he was an issue. Yeah, he's still inconsistent, and overall he's still having a bad year. 
He's not like right. listen, not Joe. He's not. Year. He's no, not. No, 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 no. Not having not not having a great year. He's having a terrible. I mean, year. like he's not having a year that lives up to the standard he set a couple of years ago when he was an All Pro, I believe, in twenty. He's not in having a, a year Bowl. that lives up to the standard of being thirtieth instead of thirty first. Joe he's also the worst wanted, punter in football statistically. I I know actually yeah it was with his actual uh, ha, with like air yards net average like he's everything in the, he's in the bottom five okay. punting no, no, in the NFL no bottom, no no bottom not four, bottom five bottom three keep going bottom two bottom one bottom one. okay thank okay. you and also Joe did want to highlight overall that the special teams were the MVP awesome. on the day yes. For, yes because you had John Jones with a block punt Brendan Schoola Schoola you guys Schoola rocks or as Matthew Slater likes to call him brother School. He almost was able to – he recovered the punt. Great job. And almost was able to get into the end zone. You had hey, Did solid- Bill take a little shot at him? Marcus. Like we couldn't quite get in the end zone there. We stumbled. Like it almost felt like Bill was like, why didn't you Bill, get in the end zone? why don't you be happy? You know what? Maybe he likes busting his chops because After he tried ball. to present him the ball. I was waiting. Schooler tried. He should have presented he that ball ab- to him. And Bill should have said something. If if Schooler didn't, Bill at the podium should have been like, I'm, I'm still waiting for the football. I thought he was going right, to bring it to me or something. Again. Like, like uh, the, dog, fun the, with the it. dog that brings in the pigeon head or the squirrel head the kid up to the door again. is not only a core special teamer, yep. he finds himself around the special teams play. How many, how many uh, one, two, three recoveries of fumbles yeah, this season like, in nine games? Is that a coincidence excellent. or is he around the ball? Another excellent Udfa found and developed by your New England Patriots, Andy. The next Matthew Slater. There you go. Oh. That is praise. I might ask him tomorrow. Oh, wait, I'm not on tomorrow. But um, is Brendan Schooler the next Matthew Slater, and what does that even mean? <laughs> I know Matthew Slater is a big fan of his as well, and he played excellent. How can you not uh, be? Nick Folk, four for four on the field goals in windy conditions, as we highlighted earlier today. Yes, special team. And Marcus Jones with another excellent special teams return on a punt. I kind of do want to see him play receiver at some point. Uh, especially with the receivers they have. It's not like you're forcing somebody who's productive out of the lineup. Well, what would happen? Like, let's say, let's just, here, and we'll get to uh, Jesse. We'll take you next in just one second. But I just, no, I love callers. You know having conversations with the fans is what I'm all about. But I ask you this question, Andy. What if they do put Marcus Jones in at receiver? And what if, because you need him at at corner, you need him in your secondary, you definitely need him on punt returns. You don't want to stretch him out too far. But what if you put him in at receiver and he's awesome? Then you play him more. Because he's not awesome at corner. He's good at corner. He's good. He's been around the ball a lot, not necessarily able to make all the plays you'd like him to make. Mm-hmm. But I would also argue the way the receivers are not getting open, not catching the football, not making plays, any way that I can find a playmaker, I would take. I think he could get open in like one of those glass elevators that go up on the inside of those fancy hotels. Like this kid is good. He's quick. Okay, so let's find out. Well, then, all right. Well, you next, when you're down the stadium this week, if you have if there's any media availability, hey, you get a chance to ask coach. Hey, coach, any thoughts uh, with Marcus Jones's twitch, speed, and athleticism of putting him in on offense? And I'm sure he'll give you a long, detail-filled. Uh, sure, you again. Uh. Give me a dirty look the other day when I was walking past him in the uh, doorway to the weight room. He did not look happy. Why? I don't know. You're back. It kind of looked like that. Thought we got rid of you. So I didn't even say anything to him. He looked so angry. I literally just put my head down and walked by. Why? I don't know. I'll tell you an addition to this story off air that Giardi won't want me to tell on air. So all right, fair enough. I'm glad you mentioned that. Involved Mike Giardi. I'm sure he's thrilled that you mentioned that as well. All right, Jesse, your turn. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, guys? How are you? I'm doing good. I think the mistake that uh, the media. Uh, does and the fans do too is we overrate and un- we overrate and underrate and what I mean by that is the Jets just took out the Bills. Josh Allen had two picks, probably could have thrown three. 
okay? And he, his arm doesn't look that good. He was flexing it after the game, so who knows with that. The Jets are a really good defense. Uh, Matt oh, yeah. Jones and this offense have faced two of the top ten defenses in the league. If you go over every category, they're almost top ten in a lot of them, Colts and the Jets. So you've got to factor in the defense that we're playing. The first-year play caller with Patricia, who is very up and down. I don't like what Patricia does on first downs at all. It's almost like he's making the offense get 10 yards and two downs. Yep. It's always run. It's very predictable. Yep. And my second thing is with the offensive line, horrible. David Andrews, who the last call mentioned a couple guys, he forgot to mention Andrews, is the rock, the best line out. You, you put that in with Paca being out, a, a, a top-10 defense. We did pretty good today, and we did pretty good last week. And I feel a lot better about the Patriots, a lot better than I did two weeks ago. And it's a long season, and we're going to be in it at the end. And when the tournament comes, who knows what can happen. And Mac Jones, he's looking steady. I'm starting to see it slowly come back. And I think we're going to need him for the stretch run. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Thank well, you. Wouldn't that be a pleasant surprise? And, Jesse, thank you very much. Of course, that's what fans do. That's what the media does. People in the media like to poke and prod to foster a dialogue. Fans, of course, short for fanatics. They like to be emotional and reactive. And I do think we over and underrate certain things. But I think to a larger point, Jesse, everyone listening, Andy, producers, whomever, this season is absolutely bananas. This season right now is the equivalent of the NFL being like 32 things inside of a snow globe and like a caffeinated toddler ambles up up to the snow globe and just grabs it and just shakes it. And at any given point, like, Certain things will float to the top and certain things will stay on top and a lot of things will go to the bottom and it changes on a regular basis. The Bengals looked like pan-fried trash, like raccoon-sifted garbage Monday night against the Browns. Today, they absolutely came out and whooped on the Panthers, the very same Panthers team that two weeks ago beat the Bucks and hung with the Falcons last week and probably should have won that game as well. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And that's the new norm we have to get used to in this NFL. Yes, and I understand we're reactionary, and I absolutely think you should feel good about the trend of the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, I will go back and say, I think if you don't get a flag on the pick six, you get blown out by the Jets last week. Like, and you feel very differently about One that single, We may be pointing to that play. If the Patriots make the playoffs, if Mac Jones starts the rest of the season, we can probably turn around yep. and point to Saved that Saved his season. Bacon. So, and, and I, the last point from the caller I agree with, I do think Mac is incrementally and slowly trending upward. We it's, talked about it. No it's a, interceptions. It's a wee today. climb. It's a wee climb. What's a wee climb? Well, like it's he's climbing. Up, like he's trending oh. upward. It's like it's it's small. We're like not that taking guy like on the prices, steps. right? The yeah. little teeny. Well, that's a little drastic. Like the yada 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 guy. Yeah. yeah, that was that's a little more. That's a it's a steeper incline. Well, maybe that's coming next week after the bye. You get a couple weeks off against the Jets. Boom. Sure. Oh yeah. You never know. Get could right be a breakout game. game. Get yeah. right rivalry Hang a 50 game. Burger on them. Maybe it could be. Who knows? You did it a year ago, right? You could do it again. You can have really good games against rivals. It happens. But I I love his tone and energy. This is weird. I know it's weird. It's probably stupid. Feel free to text in. Y'all think I'm stupid anyway. Y'all hate me. Whatever you want to say. I really like his tone and energy. <laughs> is this Andy versus the world or the Six Rings postgame show? Well, Andy versus the world is fine with me. Get my name in the headlines. <laughs> um, I love his tone and energy the last couple of weeks. I think he has made a dramatic shift in everything the last couple of weeks. Body language, tone, energy. I don't know if he feels like he exited whatever the hell that was with... Mm-hmm. Zappy and my job and could have been a bit um as they say sideways humbling. relationship humbling. yes whatever it is your leader's back 
The swag is coming back. The swag we heard about as a rookie, I feel like it's coming back, mm. which is really good. I do because not believe we've reachieved full swag. Oh, I don't know about full swag. swag I think to have maybe. swag when you're not really playing that well is what you want. Because it's easy to have swag if you go out and throw like four or five touchdown passes. When you go out and throw one and we give you a victory parade because you didn't throw a pick and you still have swag, oh, the swag is going to be so swagalicious when you actually have a big game and throw three touchdowns and no interceptions for 330 yards. And that is around the corner. It is coming. I feel it. Which comes first, Max breakout game or John Smith's? 617. Oh, no. Just glad that you were able Max. to register. It's your, Max. Of course Max Breakout Game is no coming. No offense. John, who had his today. I'm just not sure exactly when it's going to come for because 21. they begin with a – Jeez, how old? Wait, how he had f- a 24-yard gain and finished with three for 21? Yep. His, on his other two catches, he lost three yards. There was a nice little four-yard loss. I don't know in how there. I didn't notice that. The most John, that is the most John U. Smith stat line in history. A 24-yard reception. He has two more catches on the game and finishes with three less yards than his – Top reception. I like him. My, oh my. Keith is on his way out of the game. He would like to talk about MVPs and LVPs on today's game. Hello, Keith. Hey, guys. How are we doing? How are you, sir? Thank you. I'm doing good. I just want to, uh, you know, I was going to start with the LVPs, but I'll start with the MVPs because I think they're pretty obvious. You know, Judon is playing like a stud all year. You know, he just continued it today. He's looking like a defensive player of the year candidate. And, you know, other than that, I mean, Nick Polk, what more can you ask for in a kicker? I think he's, you know, probably a top three kicker in the league. And I don't know if we have another player in the league other than Judon we could say is top three at their position. Going on to the LVPs, I mean, Jake Bailey stinks. I hate him. You know, (laughs) Ryan Ryan Allen was my guy. Ryan Allen was my guy. If he's still on the street, we should go get him because Jake Bailey smells. And, uh... (laughs) You know, the other LVP, I'd put it on Mac, but I'm just going to put it on the offensive hold as a whole outside of Stevenson. This team stinks. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you very much, Keith. Thanks for the upbeat call. This team stinks. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Jake Bailey smells. My gosh. Poor Jake Bailey. You must be happy. That was was schoolyardish, if you will. Oh, I enjoyed that call. Yeah. I I think that's a good sports talk radio, passionate. Uh That's a fan. He's emotional. He's reactionary. You you may actually hear from him tomorrow, and he might have a different call. But this is right after the game. Mm -hmm. He's giving you his MVPs, his LVPs. It's honest. It's emotional. It's how you're supposed to be. It's energy. It's sports. It's juice. We, right? You know, we, we cater to and curry favor of the sports fan who is passionate in many different directions here on the Six Rings Post Game Show, which, of course, is brought to you by Zooty. Build any app your company needs in just a week. Visit Zooty, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com, for your free trial. Nailed it. Jake Bailey stinks. <laughs> I hate him. Well, I don't know why you, like, the, the stinks part, I think, is a fan. The hate, like, that was a next level step there. I don't care for the hate. Uh, Why do you hate him? Nice I know man. hates a strong word. Maybe he is, we find he out he's injured guy. again. Well, then we should figure it's that awful out. Awful bad. We keep using that excuse year know, after year. He keeps getting injured too. Why do punters keep getting fine. injured? I mean, right, he you barely punts. get hit. He did have that shoulder, remember, or something after oh. one of the tackles. Well, we all know how much the shoulder affects your kicking leg as well. Well, you know, <laughs> it's connected to your <laughs> this team sternum, and then you go down your ribs, your spine. Eventually, it gets to your something leg. Something about a neck bone and yeah. a leg bone. Exactly. 617-779-7937. More of your calls when we come back. Kyrie Thompson at 6 o'clock from WEEI, and so much more here on the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Andy, I never figured you for a Hollaback girl. Or are you a Harajuku girl? Who 
You what? just like Gwen Stefani, don't you? I like this song. I Who do doesn't too. like Gwen Stefani? I, well, uh, Gavin Rossdale. Fair enough. Her ex-husband. That's who. Six Rings postgame show with all the Gwen Stefani knowledge and opinions and B-A-N-A-N-A-S you could possibly ask for and then some here on WEI. Kyrie Thompson will be joining us in just about 10 minutes' time. So back to you on the phone. Let's you, go. You would like to weigh in on the offense, the issues. Mac, should we be patient? There were injuries, the bye week, so many things the on the happiness, table. The happiness, the defense, the special teams, the momentum you're building, the winning streak. Let's be some, mix some positives in That's there. That's why I just said that, and no one is more positive than my guy, double dry hop Matt out of Rhode Island. Hello, Matt. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, I thought I'd bring some analytics to the six rings, so uh, bear with me. The the analysis is very technical. Um, The Indianapolis Colts went 0 for 14 today on third down, and that is not good. So that's that's just in. I don't believe that qualifies as analytics, but... No, but the, he's well, our analytics department. He's the self-appointed, self-appointed analytics director of Six Rings statistics right there. Yes. I, I like that title. I like that, 50. So my take, I know Fitzy's going to like this and Art's going to not like it, but he said be <laughs> positive. So last year we went raging into the, the bye week on all cylinders. I, I, they, it really gave us a head fake. I thought we were going to you know, really do some damage, whatever happened. So this year we're kind of limping in. I figure, you know, Patch up the, the line. Obviously, get Andrews back. You gotta you gotta figure that out first of all. That that's gotta be priority number one. The offensive line um, at this bye week, and you know, just uh, hopefully someone can get in Matt Patricia's ear. Just he's gotta he's he's gotta have some common sense to. It's, it's just not working. It's just the the offense is not his play calling like the other caller just said on first down is just like everyone in the, the entire stadium knows what's coming. So I'm I'm hopeful. You know, we can kind of you know get into the playoffs this year. Actually, I'm. The second half of the season, which I thought was a a real like real real tough, it's just not looking. You know, these teams are kind of falling apart. And just lastly, I believe the AFC what the AFC East is you know probably the toughest division you know in football. So yeah. thanks, guys. Great show. We we love hearing you. Thanks. Thank you very thanks, much, Matt. Matt. We appreciate the compliment. We appreciate uh, all the effort you put into. Uh, your statisticals, uh, being, of course, the now self-appointed analytics director yes. here of the Six Rings postgame show. Uh, that would be interesting, Andy, if the Patriots did, like they said, like he just mentioned, went steamrolling into the bye last year, a veritable juggernaut on, on course for the Super Bowl against Tom Brady in a reunion match with Belichick and Brady. And, of course, they stumbled and faltered terribly coming out of the bye in December last year. Maybe this will be the time to get things right. And in approaching Matt Patricia, all I would say to him is, would you just please not call so many plays where Mac Jones waits for three and four seconds and stands there and hope and holds on to the ball, hoping things downfield are going to open up and develop. It's not happening right now. You need to go tempo. You need to go quick. It's not necessarily dink and dunk, but this offense needs to be short to intermediate, operating quickly, maybe even a little hurry up or no huddle, because that's when they're at their best. But this waiting two and three and four, hoping something is going to open up long down the middle or on the sidelines, it's not happening right now because the offensive line just can't hold up. They cannot hold up. I think that is the uh, most critical aspect of the next two weeks is getting the offensive line healthy, settled. You also have a bit of a developing issue here of – can you get your five best on the field, and who are your five best? Now, maybe they would argue Cole Strange no longer one of the five best once David Andrews is back. I don't know. Yadnik adjust. Maybe he takes over right tackle if he's one of your five best. If he's not, we've talked about Onwenu. 
Does he move out to right tackle? Do you now have Strange and Win somehow at guard? You need to figure out who your five are, get them healthy, and get them out there to move forward over the second half of the season. That's priority number one, in my opinion. Simply, clear, cut, and well put. Last call before we go to a break, and then Kyrie Thompson will join the show. Paul in Rhode Island. What's happening, Paul? Thank you for taking my call. Great show, as always, after a game. Thank you, sir. You sure you want to take this phone call? You sure? Okay. I'm going to give it to you straight. The NFL sucks this year, okay? (laughs) It's horrible when you're playing, when you're paying $50 million to quarterbacks, and these fans are getting cheated. I mean, it's insane what the product we're getting. That's one. Two, you're worried about Mac Jones, huh? Let me see. So the kid got you into the playoffs last year, Mm -hmm. and uh, a a piper showed up and played two of the worst teams in the NFL in your hip-hop hooray uh, for Zappy. Okay. (laughs) Let me ask you something. Do you know how much Zappy makes? Do you know how much Mac Jones makes? You know that we never, never will pay Mac Jones $35 million, okay? The guy is what we need for now. The 4.0 quarterback is going to take you further, okay? The other thing I want to say is this. Okay. Look at our division. Look at the uh, Broncos division, uh, guys that get big money. And uh, look at uh, my second team which is Stafford. Look at that division. Tell me how well they're doing, okay? And yet we are so eager to, oh, my God, we got one 30-yard throws and this and that. Hey, man, they're not doing very well, okay? That's a very good so point. Stick with, yep. stick, stick with these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, stick with Mac. All right. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Don't be selfish. You got your 20 years of glory and get ready for this raging bull in Buffalo, which he did not do too well today, okay, which is disgusting. And I understand division games, okay, but we're all losing money, and we all pay $60 for parking, okay, yep. and the rest is history, okay? Thank you very much, Paul. The rest is indeed history. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the uh, – appreciate the call, Paul. Appreciate the passion, the uh, the opinions, if you will, and so much more. That is the definition of – if a like if if the pe- the gas pedal gets stuck on a bumper car and there's no one in it and it just keeps going around awesome and crash I love it stream of consciousness excellent yeah I don't you guys Grammy heart this call my Grammy heart used to be like sucks that this like she would tell a story and then all of a sudden it's like sharp right turn <laughs> oh sharp left turn back to the and you're like oh my god but you're kind of entertained oh I like, was. I only had. I only. I don't had know to where to Paul go with go. it. I. I mean, this. We could do ten different talk shows sure. based off that call alone. I mean, his first sentence: NFL sucks this year, and, <laughs> and that this, was like the least. The Mac then and it the was Zappy, and you're going to pay this one, and then you got to pay for parking. We well, never going to pay the, thirty million. How is the, how, my second team, the Stafford. How you know are what they they're doing? making? <laughs> my second team. How they doing out there? I didn't know which questions were actual and which were rhetorical, <laughs> which was tremendous. I would like to. Uh, Call any time, uh, by yeah, the way, Paul. But you are welcome. You are a Hall of Fame on the Six Rings. Must take on the Six Rings post game show, Paul. I just want to add this: the uh, uh, the the Patriots are five and four. Of course, we talked about the fact that the Patriots have a winning record uh, heading into the bye, and they are still yet in last place 
in the AFC East. So to you Paul's sure you po- want to take this phone call? You sure? Uh, every Did he want to time? fight us there? Like, <laughs> and then I wasn't even sure was well, that us we or was we somebody else. Positive, and we didn't want to go negative. I, I appreciate. But then that. he told us to have patience. Right? Isn't we're that kind of positive? Just because we're being mildly critical of the offense and the fact that they kind of languished a little bit today and they're having trouble getting going. I mean, what else do I need to point out? A tweet that I retweeted just a little while ago from Zach Cox. Uh, I'm going to give it to you straight. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, the last two weeks, points scored. Nick Folk, 29. Rest of Patriots offense, 12. Okay. I didn't know there was a rule you had to score on offense to win games. I thought as Bill sure Belichick said... We scored more points than the other team. That's what this league right. is all about. Did you notice, by the way, when he said that, he usually says we scored more points, and that's a – he usually says that's a good football team. He just called them the Colts. Yep. They were not <laughs> he couldn't team. say they were a good football team. Not a very team. good football team. He didn't team. want to lie. <laughs> no, there were no lies detected in that call. Just a lot of interesting opinions careening off one after the other. 617-779-7937. I know the phones are loaded up. We will try to get to all of you when we come back. But first, Kyrie Thompson from WEEI joins the Six Rings Post Game Show. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And now to provide a little locker room insight, some of his own brand of analysis. Maybe he'll have. Maybe he can join uh, Matt from Rhode Island in the analytics department, and so much more. Is our pal from weei.com on the Harbor One Hotline, Kyrie Thompson. Kyrie, um, where are you? Just let us know. Like, where are you with the whole slightly improving, getting better-ish, but also really not offensively dynamic Patriots right now and how Mac Jones has looked over the past two weeks? Well, I'll say this. I feel like this is an offense that feels like it's fighting itself a little bit early in the game. You could see, and I've said this before, I just think Matt Patricia still does not entirely know how to call plays for Mac Jones. I heard you say that on the pregame show, and I could not have agreed with you more. And, And I think that they have been trying to figure it out. And Later in the game, I think they were still early in the game trying to call some of that minimal protection, but lots of uh, time holding the ball, look for guys downfield offense that has not been working at all this year. And I think towards the end of the game, you saw more examples of, of the quick game sneaking its way in there. A little bit of RPO, just a little bit of, look, you know, crossing route right over the middle, just get the ball out of your hands to Jacoby Myers. And boom, there you go. I mean, the numbers are pretty. 147 passing yards for Mac Jones, only 203 yards of total offense. I mean, it's not good. But I would say that from where I was sitting, I mean, it's hard to pin a lot of that on, like, or at least all of it on Mac Jones. The protection, the pockets that he was getting were not always terribly clean. Um, he, He did kind of miss some reads, I think, where he wasn't seeing the field as well as he should, but I think it did get better as time went on. And the big number for me, we could talk about, obviously, the fact they only had one touchdown, and you got to be better in the red zone. That was something Mac mentioned, was that he was frustrated about not finishing in the red zone and not uh, you know, getting it behind the sticks on third down, but zero interceptions, zero turnovers for Mac Jones. That's improvement. 
Agreed. And I think the two biggest takeaways from Mac's perspective are zero turnovers. And I thought the tone and energy that he brought to the podium for the second straight week is is better, is more positive, is more upbeat. And I think that's a good thing from where he was a couple weeks and a month ago as he was sort of mired in that quarterback controversy. But I have a, which should be a simple question, but I don't think it has a simple answer. Uh, through everything we've seen the last couple weeks, through injuries and benchings and replacements and IRings and debuts, who are the five best Patriots offensive linemen to field after the bye? Yeah, I feel like that's a tough one for me to answer. I think that for me, if, if David Andrews is back in the fold, I, you know what, at this, at this particular point in time, I, I still don't think Cole Strange is, is horrible. I think that he was definitely showing that he could be one of those best five when he had David Andrews next to him. So I think that if you, if you had to make me say this right now, I think the original five is what I would go with. Because I, I don't think Yadni Kajust was, was like obje- abjectly horrible, but he got beat a couple of times. Yep. Like he had mm-hmm. some struggles in this game. And, and so I think that if, if you really just don't want to play Isaiah Wynn at tackle, well, then, that, then that's a different thing. And then I think maybe at that point you go with your original five, but then you go ahead and you stick – Isaiah win at right guard, and then you bump Michael Owenu out to tackle, and you put Cole Strange at left guard. I don't, I, I don't think that there's been enough from any of the subs to tell me that they deserve to be in there. I mean, Marcus Cannon was worse than Isaiah win by a good bit to me. So if you're asking me, I think it's got to be the original five. Now, the configuration, that could be up for debate. WEI.com's Kyrie Thompson joins us on the Harbor One hotline. Um, I, you know, I the, to your point, though, about not calling all the right plays or not figuring out how exactly to call plays for Mac Jones, I, I think it is a Vegas casino buffet of reasons why the offense has been uh, stagnant, shall we say, so far with red zone issues. And they get one touchdown today basically off of a block punt when they start the, with the ball at the two, for God's sakes. I mean, like, you got to get And then lost gotta, a yard. you got to punt and then still lost a yard on uh, that John who Well, yeah, because you're handing the ball to J.J. Taylor. Why are yeah. you doing that? Oh, my God. It's just such bad play, play going. But, like, Kyrie, do you agree that the offense looks better when it's short and quick and they go up-tempo and the – Far too often now with an offensive line that has moving parts and injuries and some scheme issues that Mac is just waiting too long for things to develop downfield and he's holding the ball three and four and five like they need to be getting this ball out of his hands two seconds or less, two seconds or less. That's the best way for them to try to develop some confidence and advance down the field. Yes, every single time the the offense goes to the quick game, I immediately think, oh, well, Mac Jones did that a lot quicker. I mean, I mean, it's like he, he just looks better. He looks more confident. He's not waiting too long. I feel like every time you ask Mac Jones to hold on to the ball and wait for things to develop, things go wrong. Whether he isn't seeing it right or he just doesn't have a good pocket to step up into, he doesn't feel comfortable with it. But I feel like, again, when you see some of the, the RPO game that they're trying to work in here, when you saw them start to adjust a bit, and sneak in some crossing routes to have Jacoby Myers in there to just get you four or five yards to make it third and two. There's something easy like that. And they give you an opportunity to feel good about a third and short. And then you can go ahead and call your best play from there. I just, I felt like, yes, even though the end result doesn't, didn't show it in touchdowns, I felt like Mac Jones looked better. 
And, and I'll say this. I, I asked Mac Jones about this at the podium, just his, uh, you know, can't go broke if you're taking a profit quote. And I can tell that he's frustrated because he's a perfectionist. He wants it to be every single time they get the ball, he wants to score a touchdown, and it is bothering him that they are not doing that. At the same time, I can see him up there trying to say, you know what, sometimes good enough can be fine. And even though it wasn't good, it was good enough. And, and it was good enough to feel like, okay, you know what, we can survive as long as the rest of our team is playing good complementary football like this. This is something that we can build off of when you're building off of it the right way, when you're going from the quick game and the things he's more comfortable with, and then you start to push it downfield. Don't, don't try to get greedy at the beginning of the game because that's when you set a bad tone. Something that was not only good but way more than good enough was the pass rush, the defense from front to back, Matt Judon, the whole damn thing. And I know it came against a pretty putrid offense and quarterback, and you know even Bill Belichick wouldn't say that was a good football team we beat. He called them the Colts. Putrid, you're being uh, kind. Uh, how excited, though, or, or how much optimism do you have in what we're seeing de- defensively can – maintain itself as the schedule and the offenses and the quarterbacks grow tougher in the second half of the season? I mean, look, in the end, you're, you're probably still looking at the Bills and thinking that's going to be a really tough matchup, right? You're, you're going to face some, some explosive offenses as the season goes on. But look, I would say that by and large, the defense has been the most consistent thing about this team. And it's really only been, as I've noted, that these, these really – the, the Josh Allen types or the Justin Fields types are the ones that they, they've been having more trouble with because, I mean, they're, just diff- they're a different breed of player. But I think that the, all in all, it's been pretty consistent. I mean, just listening, I know you played the Josh Uche cut. Hearing him talk about how easy Matthew Judon makes it, not just for himself, but for everybody else. And the fact that Matthew Judon's getting – chips and he's getting more attention allows Josh Uche to come screaming off the edge on the other side and make plays and one thing I found interesting that Judon said was that I thought he was joking about this in the locker room but he said it again at the podium that Josh Uche who calls the plays when he's out there on third down and and he kind of gets things set up before the play and and called him like their best pure pass rusher and when you can get Josh Uche playing like that opposite of Judon because I mean Dietrich Wise has been has been great and in, in, in kind of getting better throughout the season but he's still not the pass rusher that Uche is so that adds another element when you can get him going and I think just generally look yeah it was the Colts but I think that after the Bears game you can't take any opponent for granted and at this point you, you don't get to look past anybody so I, I think that getting right these last couple of weeks has been a big deal. And, I mean, you've seen it throughout the league that it's a lot tougher for quarterbacks and offenses to just go off for a lot of points now because opponents are, are scheming for that. They're playing more too high safety. They're making you take what is given. And so that's just how it is throughout the league. I just happen to think that the Patriots, by and large, are probably doing it better than most teams. And I think that just all in all, their, their execution has been pretty consistent aside from probably two games this season. And I think that will continue. 
I think the bye comes at the absolute perfect time for the Patriots, who need to get David Andrews healthy, need to get Christian Barmore healthy, and back to solidify a defensive line that's actually been playing very well the last couple of weeks, fortify an offensive line that's had some issues as well, obviously. And the bye also comes at the right time for the offensive brain trust to rethink things and maybe, as you've been opining for Kyrie and we just discussed, start calling the right kinds of plays for Mac Jones. And we'll see, maybe they get Devontae Parker back as well. We'll look forward to reading your breakdown further of the game, maybe some midseason report cards and some of your projections for what the Patriots can do in the second half of the season where Kyrie, the most 2022 thing, the Patriots are 5-4 and four at the bye. They have a winning record, yet they're in last place in the AFC East, and they would be in first place if they are in the NFC South. Does it get more 2022 than that? No, sir. I will say this, though. They're probably going to not be the last team in the division come November 20th because I think they're beating the Jets. That's what the calls are here for. I like it. A a little hype drop on the mic drop from Kyrie Thompson. Kyrie, thanks for calling in on the Harbor One Hotline. We'll look forward to reading you this week. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, indeed. See you. Good job. Thanks for sending that audio in as well. Kyrie Thompson, host of the First in Foxborough podcast here on WEI, available wherever good podcasts and football talk can be found. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. Joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline, yet another expert in Patriots football here to provide some of his analysis and perspective and so much more. My guy and yours, the one, the only, Christian Foyer. Foyer, what'd you think today, buddy? Well, let's just say, like, if somebody asked me today, what did I learn about this offense? I don't think you use the defense as any, you know, guide at all. That was that offense for the Colts was terrific. So I don't even really look at the defense. I look at the offense because that's where I'm concerned with. I didn't learn anything. Nothing. I think they can they can throw a seam route. That happened for the first time this year. I was that was fun to watch. But you're never going to learn anything. You're never going to know anything. You're never going to know if Mac is fixed or if he's better or if the offense is equipped to play against and beat good teams until the offensive line is fixed and the offensive line is fixed. You're going to get some getting used to Mac recalibrating his own head to figure out when he should run, when he should throw. Is he keeping his eyes downfield too long? I don't know, guys. It's just, listen, it could be worse. How about that? Okay, that's very optimistic, so I'll stick with optimism, and I'll ask you a mid-season question, because five and four, we passed the mid-season point. So, Matt, uh, excuse me, Matt Patricia now has a half a season under his belt as a play caller, offensive coordinator, coach. Are you feeling better, worse, or how you expected about Matt Patricia as an offensive leader? Yeah, probably, if I'm being honest, probably a little worse. 
probably worse. Um, I just don't feel like he should be calling plays. Uh, I don't think he should be the offensive coordinator. Um, I just feel like, you know, we'll be talking about this, you know, until the end of the year. I just thought that they should have brought in a, you know, qualified, experienced, you know, reputable offensive coach. I just don't understand. I mean, I guess I do, but that's ultimately what I think they will do, you know, because all this, this whole relationship between coach and, and player, I don't think works. I don't think it does. And that's not saying that either person is bad. It's just sometimes it doesn't work. And it, usually the player gets the benefit of the doubt. In this situation, I'm not sure if it's going to be that way. And that person they could bring in a reputable offensive coordinator with familiarity of the system, the players, and the coach could be Josh McDaniels, who might be making a quick exunt in Las Vegas because woe be his season so far, Christian. It has been bad. But yeah, I don't think so. No, yeah, I, I know. They, I know. They got, I know. They got a, I know. But it is funny. Like I saw, I heard that stat. Oof. That's pretty bad. That's really bad. But damn, like he, they just got to ride it out. That's bad. I mean, like it's it's brutal. I mean, they he a multi year deal with lots of money, and they're already calling for his head now. It seems like it's an unmitigated disaster. But uh, let's try to focus more. I got a on- question for you guys. Oh, I, got, I, I got a question. Love, real quick. Yeah, table did you guys hear? Did you guys did you guys hear the, the uh, Max post game? Yes, yes, we did. All uh, like ten. Okay. Minutes yes. Like the laser show, the laser guy Evan Lazar, pew pew pew, asked a question about like when he looks at. The you know the when he looks at like the you know the the stills yeah does he recognize that he missed guys and he said I'm just going to paraphrase I can't remember exactly what he said he's like no that's basically imagination land it's not real it's not real and I thought that was then what does he look at you know he gave a long answer which I thought was pretty interesting the most talkative I think he's ever been yep explaining what really goes into things and I was interested he's like yo so he doesn't really look at those stills as any like like any value to me it doesn't look like there's any value in it yeah he that jumped out to me too i think he may have said something along the lines of like a false reality Mm -hmm. if you look at the stills and it was he was fixating on and painting a picture of my eyes are supposed to be in a certain place based on the play call the coverage the progressions Mm -hmm. so sometimes this is how i took the answer sometimes yeah there's a guy open over there but my eyes are not supposed to be over there. So by the nature ah. of the play, yeah, he's open, and yeah, you in the press box see him, and yeah, the still photo sees him, but I was coached for my eyes to be over here, right? Like, that's the way I took it. Um, but it definitely jumped out at me. Another thing that jumped out at me was the quote uh, later on talking about, and again, I'll paraphrase too, like, it's not supposed to be that hard <laughs> to drive offensively. Like, it, it was a very honest, I thought, uh, answer but also alarming of how hard it is. The one thing I will say, Christian, I thought, and you guys talked to him every week except when he was hurt, but I thought that was as kind of um, upbeat a tone and energy as as I can remember from Mac in a while. Did, did you get that from him after this game? No, I, I know. You know, I just watched. I know. Uh, do you watch it live or are you at home? We, we, listen, we were well, listening. We're in the studio. No, we're working. We're, we're actually doing yeah, the radio show. Oh, okay. You're on it right now. Right. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> so, no, it's something that I, because I watch it at home and then I go yep. and I leave and I, because I like watching it at home. Mm-hmm. I, from the TV copy, it didn't look any different than it ever does, to be honest with you. He looked okay. the same old robotic guy. Um, but back to that comment about like a false reality. I do think that is interesting because, I mean, Andy, I've kind of jumped over to your side as far as how you view Mac 
Like I've been, it's just, I'm kind of over there now. Yep. I do think he has rabbit ears. And I do think that he looks at what I like. We, my show likes to call the all 22 crew, like the Evan Lazars of the world. Oh, yeah. That like, oh, yeah. Hey, he was open. It's like, oh, why don't you throw it over there? Well, okay. I'm looking at it from, you know, the, the, you know, the all 22 version of the TV. Right. So I'm like, wow. And then they replay it. Look, the flats over this guy's open. Well, his eyes are forcing him this way. Like right. he's, he's waiting. So it's almost like, you know, go suck it. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm supposed to look to my left, but I'm also supposed to, you know, have faith that these knuckleheads aren't going to get me killed. Like the first two drives, the first two series were so bad. Like poor Cole Strange. Like if he, like the fact that he had to go up against Brett uh, Buckner and uh, Grover Stewart is like not even fair. Yep. They pull him right away. They they put in Isaiah Wynn. Kajus is like uh, molasses slow. I, I just that's my point. I'm like looking at this going. It was like a, it was terrible, terrible, and I don't even think you can judge him. I don't even think you can grade him based on that alone. Well, good news is that Isaiah Wynn, with another penalty today, continues to lead the NFL in most penalties yeah. called on a single player in the NFL, not just offensive linemen. And Christian, th- this I find just like so so many different things to offer here, but it's stupefying to me that the Patriots lead the league in turnovers in the Bill Belichick era. The Patriots are the have turned the ball over the most in the NFL, which is just, like, so unbill, And I, I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, okay, good. Mac even highlighted in his presser talking about, you know, uh, you know, in addition to, like, you know, you know, th- telling the All-22 crew to kick rocks. Like, he said, like, hey, I didn't throw a pick today. Like, he's conscious and aware of the fact that he's thrown yeah. a pick in every game this season and in several games dating back to last season, too. Like, you can't do that. And Myers puts the ball on the ground this week, like, where is this fundamental breakdown coming from that flies in the face of what we used to know about Bill's brand of football? I would say give the guy for the Colts. I can't remember his name. That was an unbelievable play. Sometimes uh, Bobby O'Carrake. Yeah, I think you just have to. I think you just have to tip your cap. Now, that was a really good play. The guy came in, but then you would say, "Well, tuck it away." Well, yeah, he's trying to get extra yards, and I get it. But mm-hmm. I think that was an unbelievable play. The thing with Isaiah Wynn is. I don't know. This would have someone would have to fact check this. I don't know if Bill has ever, in the history of his coaching career, ever had a player that on his team or any of his teams that has led the NFL in penalties. Like that guy would be gone. Like he would be gone so fast because there's nothing he hates more than error hurricane repeaters. Like he hates them. Don't go offside. Okay, he goes offside. Hey, make sure you're careful with your hands. Okay, got it. You get another holding call. Hey, everybody, don't do this hands to the face. Just hands to the face. Hey, let's hold your water. Don't jump offside. Jumps offside. It, it, I don't know. You that's not fixable, right? You guys like there's like you can you can tell him all you want. It's not computing. He doesn't get it. So you said we can't take anything positive away from what the defense did because the Colts' offense is putrid, and I agree. Sam Ellinger was was overmatched from play one when Judon sacked him till the final snap of the game. He's not a quarterback. He he's not, and they're trying to tank. They're trying to lose. I do think there's some truth to that. But just on Judon, I I think he is light years more dominant this year than he was a year ago when even at this time a year ago people were talking about him as a defensive player of the year candidate Christian you were ahead of that curve and then he fell off the map but 
is Judon able, or do you see him keeping this up through the remainder of the season? Because it wasn't just today. First half of the, the Ravens game, he was all over Lamar. It kind of fell off in the second half as Lamar ran. But do you think what, what Judon is doing is sustainable? Because if so, I think he's going to be the defensive player of the year. Well, um, then I'm a year late on that one. But the answer is yes. I don't think – I think today was an outlier with the offensive line. And it was almost comical, to be honest with you, the amount of – opportunities yes. that they were getting. Because that, to me, is like as a defensive end or a rush linebacker, you may only get one, right? And then you got to make sure you don't you know, panic, you don't try to, you know, tackle them and then get juked. But he got also multiple um, opportunities. One time I think he kind of could have gotten a half sack but kind of failed just because it was like, eh, you know what, I already have three, <laughs> you know? Um, but I do think it's, it's, it's sustainable, but – you know, you just hope it's at the right time, right? Because I think he can beat anybody off the line. I think he can beat any tackle. Like, you're going to have to account to, for him, like, with a back or, you know, a tight end chipping him. Or you're always going to have to slide protection to his way uh, because he's that good. Like, he's really good. They they had show, they, they showed a, a clip one time in slow motion of, like, his body lean into the tackle. And I saw the, the back – who was supposed to be there to block him, flat out turned it down because he just didn't want to be, look stupid. It, I've seen that look before. I've seen that like that. I've seen guys try to do that before. It was just – he's just one of those guys where if you're, if you're stuck on him alone, you're just – you're not sleeping at night. You know, you're worried about being isolated on him, you know, and, and like on especially like a third and long where you know the plays have to take a little bit longer. You're freaking out. That to me is, is respect as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, Christian, it's pretty wild, though. Pats are 5-4. and four. They got a winning record at the bye. There definitely is a path uh, to call back that phrase that Andy mentioned earlier in the show to get to the playoffs uh, with eight games remaining on the slate. Big game against the Jets in two weeks, and I'm sure you guys will be, and I'm not trying to produce or program your show, I'm sure you guys will be doing midseason awards and how they can fix the offense and what they can do. Just give me a little teaser. Give me Christian Fourier's first step in fixing the Patriots' offense before we let you go. No, it's, it's the offensive line. That's it. That's it. It's, that's, it's real simple. I think you can have a, a mediocre offensive play caller if your offensive line is just stout, nasty, because they'll be like, screw it, we'll just run it. Like, that's Tennessee. It just, you, can, you can be them, but just keep running it. And don't and just screw it. We're going to run it. You do, know, and then play good defense. That's it. Do they have the bodies? Do, you, do they have five that you feel comfortable no, you can slot no, in there? Oh. Not a chance. <laughs> now, I don't know what happened to Cole Strange, but – I don't know what happened to Cole Strange, but he is he's a shell of himself. Isaiah wins the disaster. Like you you just you don't have it. And that's my that's the issue. I don't think when it all is said and done, like you're you just don't have the bodies. So so you'll probably end up being, you know, a game below five hundred and then you'll be hoping that you get a good pick in the draft. That's probably what it'll be. Well, that's cause for optimism. So thanks for cheering everybody up, Christian. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I'm stuck in traffic, so there. Suck it. Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. Oh, wow, that was aggressive. Harsh. Oh, Jeez, we, we're trying to be on your side, my friend. You can listen to him Monday through All Friday, right, 2 boys. to 6. Marloni, Fourier, and Mego. And, of course, don't forget, coming up soon, the Christian Fourier Crusade for a Cure. 25 hours of Fourier and friends on the radio coming to you in less than two weeks' time. I believe that's Wednesday the... 
16th into the 17th here on WEI. Thanks, also Curly. involved in that is the, I don't know what the official name is it, the catch-off he's having with, with Jermaine, Jermaine Wiggins. Wiggins. Ten grand put up by our friend Zudi. Speaking of which, How do you the Spring's post-game show this hour brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y.com for your free trial. Can't wait for Christian's. Crusade for a cure. Thanks for calling in on the Harbor One Hotline, Christian. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. When we come back, more of your calls, plus Andy Hart's thumbs up and thumbs down for the game as we get close to wrapping up shop here on the Six Rings Post Game Show, WEEI. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. So Fourier is not exactly fired up or on the... Can can they fix the O-line? No chance. Yeah. (laughs) He was not uh, not a lot of optimism there. But he's right, though, when I asked him. What's the one thing they need to do? Or give me your first. Oh, yeah, universal. Quick, it's, it's 100%. Could ask with Mac, all of these teams, anybody. with Tampa, any team, you basically basically can look to any team in the NFL that is struggling to score points right now. Oh, yeah. It's the offensive line. And it sucks because it's, it's like the people the like Gresh and like these old, start in the trenches. Like you always want to like poo-poo them and say shut up. Yeah, and then like, damn it. They're right. <laughs> Starts in the trenches. It does. Oh, it's so frustrating. Danny from Quincy, he's been hanging on for a little while. We had a lot of guests. We're always happy to hear from him. Danny, what did you think today? Well, boy, I tell you, I cooked a four-course meal and <laughs> washed dishes and not not exactly a caller-driven radio show you got going on here, but that's Listen, okay. Listen, just talk. There's always, there's always critical. Like, so I'm critical sick of you, you critics. Guys, you two segments of bloviating, then you have the podium, then you got Kyrie, and then you got Christian. Why bother giving off the number? Well, I why'd mean, you call then if we, you don't want to talk to us? Well, I finally got, hey, I was able to do things, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm actually watching a team that I absolutely hate in the Rams with a coach that is the most overrated coach ever to win a Super Bowl in modern times try to give the game back, and, and I just want him to deliver another, another, another resting, sunken face pushed on, on Tom Brady's face. And, and they're doing their best to try to give it back to him. I... But the good news is the Patriots won. The Raiders lost another one. Oh, that is great. Now, if we could just get this one in, uh, it'll it'll be a good day. So, But can we try to evaluate Mac Jones in a vacuum without trying to blame everybody else, the coaching, the offensive line? He missed uh, Stevenson on a wheel route, overthrew him. Yep. On, mm-hmm. on a second series, mm-hmm. he missed a check down to the right. That would have been five yards. He got sacked on that play. He had Bourne wide open on the one-yard line for a touchdown. That was the drive that they kicked the field goal that made it 16-3. to Okay? The guy rolled out of the pocket, and in order to avoid a sack, instead of throwing the ball away, 
and he was two yards from going out of bounds, he slides. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I mean, this is what I'm supposed to be enthused about from my franchise quarterback going forward. And, Did- it, and it doesn't get discussed. This is evaluating him in a vacuum, which is never done in this town. And how do you – like, like stop for a second. Okay, don't, we don't need to rehab that. What, like, how do you evaluate a quarterback – in a vacuum. Decision making. So that's being not affected. See, that's being, not affected by pressure. <laughs> well, no, Both I just perceived gave, and physical. Talent around him. I, look at it wasn't all his fault. The plays that I just gave you, those were the those were the plays that he had time to throw. Right. And he, he he's either fixated on one receiver, he doesn't see the field. And this was not the case for most Half the season last year. Exactly. I don't know what's going e- on with the guy. Exactly. Can you explain him exactly. taking a slide out of the pocket when somebody can just say, throw the ball away. He's allowed to throw the ball away when you get outside the pocket. That's Drew Bledsoe-esque. Yeah, no, I, Please. Exactly. The and plays how, I described to you. How did Drew no get pressure. to where Drew was? How did Drew get to where Drew was? He got beat down. Bad offensive line play. Like, he got beat down. That That is a factor here. Now, you can say we need to evaluate in a a vacuum, but it doesn't happen in a vacuum. And you just said it. He didn't do this last year. Oh, weird, when he had better coaching and better line play. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. I said half the year because the team they played today beat the crap out of him last year, and he threw a pick to a middle linebacker. Now, granted, and I'm going to be fair, and by the way, uh, Kyrie Thompson didn't didn't mention – the play, that, and the only good thing that Jacoby Myers did today was prevent another interception. Yes. That doesn't, but where is the analysis? You guys are supposed to break this down. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to think about all this stuff. Yeah, you are. You're just, a fan. It's just, the, it's all the coach's fault. The evil Matt Patricia. Do you know he lowered the wire in the Bears game so the ball would hit it? You do know that, right? Who called That's him evil? News. Who called oh Matt Patricia God. evil? All right, Danny. Thank Nobody. You very much. The Thank reality much. is they call him ill-equipped for the role he's in. Matt Patricia? Yes. Yeah. No one calls him evil. No. There are some people that well, hate now him he's and being make it sarcastic personal. because now he's not because now Danny's now Danny's getting extra he has salty an agenda. because a there's an agenda b he says he's being the most fair and balanced providing the most critical analysis he's not well. and also he was able to mow the lawn do the dishes and run to Trader Joe's and do I his didn't first force him shopping. to call if you don't want to call don't call I know. also but he we have a radio show we have but other you, priorities oh, it's not all the Danny out, show why do you give out the phone number if you're not going to take calls we've taken a bunch of we've calls taken but there's a lot of moving parts calls in the last three hours sorry we didn't jump you to the front of the line so you missed the guy earlier who said Jake Bailey smells? Come on, Danny. He did. And he hates him. I know. He was angry. Danny was very angry as well. Yeah. Look, okay, people people may all right, Kendrick Bourne, I was critical of the fact that he dropped a ball on third and twelve. He should have held on to it the first drive. If he catches that, he probably gets a first down. Maybe the maybe they actually get a drive going early in the game. You can't have drop balls. Yeah, Christian said Okarake made a great play, but at the same time, you can't fumble at midfield and possibly get the Colts back in. The offense as a whole. Torpid is the best I could probably describe them. By and large, they should have been winning forty to nothing at the halftime, not thirteen to nothing, and almost getting the Colts back in the game with a missed field goal and then a possible touchdown drive that they snuffed out and turned into a field goal after the fumble. Yeah, Mac Jones' decision making isn't perfect yet. He's also not surrounded by the best coaches, a healthy offensive line, or elite weaponry. It's like I keep saying, it's pick your favorite word: melange, cacophony, buffet. It's a series of things that's affecting the entirety of the offense and Mac Jones's play. 
I would love to see Mac Jones play in Danny from Quincy's vacuum because I think he actually would look a lot better than he has. But the fact of the matter is there are a lot of different factors contributing to why Mac Jones is not playing that well. We have to look at the totality. We have to go whole hog here. It can't just be like, ah, well, I didn't like the He missed this and he missed that and he did this and he did that. Like it's it's not to me it's not that simple. Well, there, and I can do that. Down. Everyone I can happy do that now? every game to every quarterback. I can go back and watch plays where the play before Tom Brady throws the touchdown pass, he hits a linebacker in the hands, and the linebacker drops it. My favorite example of that is uh, one of the Super Bowls, where Joe Montana, who's never thrown a pick in a Super Bowl, right before the game-winning touchdown, hits a linebacker, I believe on the Bengals, between the numbers, and mm-hmm. the guy drops it. Mm-hmm. Like, history doesn't remember that. They would have had the guy caught it, and he should have caught it. He's a professional. He's paid to catch it. Like, you can do that as much as you want. The reality is... Football, you know, like we roll our eyes when Bill goes to the podium. It's really, it's about all 11 guys. Mm-hmm. It's kind, kind of about right. all 11 yeah, guys. Yeah, it's kind of about all 11 Like guys. we roll our eyes and we just said it like you roll your eyes. It starts in the trenches, starts up front with the hogs. Yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of reality to those things and we, we look past it at times because we want to. It's mm-hmm. not sexy. It's mm-hmm. not fun. Not easy to talk about mm-hmm. all the time. Like I don't know how Yadni Kajus did on all X number of snaps he played today. Like we see him when he gives up a pressure, but we don't like visually see every snap unless you do the all 22 crew like Christian likes to make fun of. Yeah, and for like last week, it, yeah, we're talking about today's game and that Colts team, again, just uh, absolutely atrocious. Sam Ellinger is not even close to resembling a qualified backup quarterback in the NFL at this point, but the Colts obviously must be in whatever the 2022 suck for luck is to get a new quarterback. Uh, last week, I, you can't excuse away the the Myers pick six that was negated by the roughing the passer. Oh, it was, he was reading this leverage and he threw it here and it should have gone there. Like, no, it was, it was a misread. Whatever the miscommunication was between him and Myers, it led to what could have been a pick six. And just a flat-out terrible play when he threw it into the back of Wynn's helmet and that actually the doink is what prevented Mosley from picking off the ball. Because let me tell you, when he threw that pass last week against the Jets, if it doesn't doink off of Wynn's helmet, it goes straight into the arms, right yeah. in the bread basket. The bread basket of C.J. Mosley, and that likely would have been a pick. So Mac Jones' decision-making hasn't been great. You called it earlier incremental positive steps. Baby, baby, baby steps. Yeah. Slight steps forward. We're trying – again, I'll say this, and then we don't even have time for another call because we have to catch a break. We never take calls. That's right. We never have time because we're bloviating. Sorry. Uh, uh, we'll be no, back. No, we just blow. We'll be back. Yeah, we just blow. Exactly, yeah. This game is – who are these clowns in the studio? We'll be back in two weeks, folks, with the Danny from Quincy postgame show featuring Hart and Stevens here on EI. No, that's not the way that – that's not the way it's going to go. However, uh, Mac Jones, small steps. We have to – the season has to be about figuring out if Mac Jones is the guy or not. Right now – And we may not know at the end of the still, year. Well – the Eagles didn't necessarily know after year two. The Bills didn't necessarily know after year two. Like but you saw enough. Like you saw the. Did you not from- see enough last year to have hope? Uh, yeah, but the the end of the season made everyone a little anxious. Okay. See, I thought he was one of the best players on the team against the Bills in the playoffs. I thought he, he was one he of was. the few men who showed up he was. He to that Bourne. challenge. He and Bourne, and guess yeah. what? Where it's are they right? now? Yeah, look, they, they paid with their souls, for God's sakes, because neither of them has been right this season. 617-779. 7937, that's the phone number. Coming back for our final segment here on the Six Rings postgame show. We'll dust up the calls, finish chatting with you guys, and of course, thumbs up, thumbs down, and the player of the game as we broadcast from our Best Yet brand studio here on WEEI. 
Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment here on the Six Rings postgame show following the Patriots' 26-3 victory over the Indianapolis Colts. It's time for one of everyone's favorite segments here as we broadcast from our Best Yet Brand studio. It's time for Andy Hart's Thumbs Up and Thumbs Down, where we provide cutting-edge, critical analysis of the players that made a positive and delivered a negative impact on the game to satisfy everyone's unquenchable thirst for our breakdowns. Andy Hart, take it away. First of all, I'll tell you who will not be uh, named on either list. The quarterback, Mac Jones, I thought was in the middle of the road, a middling performance for a middling football team. 20 of 30 for a buck 43, a touchdown, a couple missed passes, a couple adequate reads holding on the ball too long. Yeah, it was a meh. Meh. Was a He's meh. in between. He's but that... it wasn't awful. So no, no, no. So he can't be thumbs down. Yeah. Can't be thumbs up. But I was called unprofessional for not put on, via Twitter for not putting him on the thumbs down list. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. I've been unprofessional in many ways in my career. You've been relegated to them. doing the postgame show with me, and now you are unprofessional. Indeed. So I will start with the very professional Andy Hart giving the thumbs up. I don't know how you could start with anyone other than Matthew Judon, the edge rusher who, as I said, I think is a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate. I think his current production blows last year's out of the water. I thought last year was, he's good. He'll get his one sack a game. Like He's dominating at times. Mm-hmm. Entire quarters, halves, drives. Forcing three and outs, all those types, setting the tone, which I think is key for this team. Also, I think bringing the energy, this may be dumb of me, but I feel like he is celebrating more because he knows his team, his fans, his whole Patriot Nation needs the energy. Oh, they feed off. So of him. I think he's doing that intentionally. You see how he yes. does? Like he puts the but red sleeves think, up in the air and yeah. does the fingers like I don't bring think the, it's bring a look at me. I think let's it's bring a, the noise. Let's go. Let's. We're yeah. still having fun here. We're still making. I think there is a there is a team level intent in his celebration with the fans. In a world where booze and zappy chants and all these other things we're talking about at Gillette Stadium, I think he's a positive beacon of light where there is no current lighthouse. And may I add this? Wouldn't it be nice if there were someone on offense who could deliver? Now, you're not going to be able to get that kind of or that level of dominance like Matthew Judon is exu- as You're allowed to. Uh, you're definitely allowed to. Like, there's there's no law against it. Like, we don't have a rule. Last we've, I checked, there wasn't a rule against it. No, we've seen it at times in we the just recent history. Se- yes, we just haven't seen it in quite a couple of years. Cam Newton tried to be that energy guy. Of course, there were no fans in the stands, so who could he be an energy guy to and or for? in that lost 2020 season of COVID. But there isn't that someone on offense, and I think that's why there's not quite the same electricity or engagement with the team. But as far as Matthew Judon goes, I mean, you want to talk about buying at the right time on the guy. Uh, he's got two more years on that four-year $54 million contract. As far Hold as I'm out. concerned, as far as I'm concerned, it's a bargain at this point now. And I would blank check him and say, like, you tell me, how what, what's, what's it going to take to keep you around here for the rest of your career? Because... 
He is a core. You want to talk about what we're looking for in the second half of the season and beyond? You build that defense around Matthew Judon now. 100%. Even playing the run at times, I think some people all sort of pigeonhole him as a edge rusher. And at times, I do believe he runs past the quarterback and is just mm-hmm. a rusher. But today, great all-around performance. Set the tone from play one. Sack on play one. Set the tone throughout. They end up with nine sacks. Second time in team history, they have two players with three sacks each because Josh Uche joined the fun. Uh, so Matthew Judon set the tone. And Uche, we heard earlier with the audio from Kyrie Thompson, Uche said it's a lot easier to do his job thanks to guys like Matthew Judon. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, you think. By the way, it's going final in Arizona. 31-21, the Seattle Seahawks, the surprising and surging Seattle Seahawks. First place in the NFC West, the Geno Smith comeback tour continues. He still ain't wrote back, and, of course, it's 13-9 in Tampa Bay with less than five minutes left. Tom Brady becomes the first player in NFL history with 100,000 passing yards uh, and also no touchdowns. You know, I'm not often one to defend Tom Brady as we do the quick aside here, but every time I look up, the ball's hitting Mike Evans' hands and then bouncing off Mike Evans' hands <laughs> and going to the turf. He's got to have three or four drops that I've seen in this game. Next, four thumbs up. Yes. Next up for thumbs up, Nick Folk. I know it was a slow day for him with only four <laughs> inter, uh, field goals, but uh, as Bill said, he's just amazing. And the tone in which Bill raves about him more and more week by week, whether it's a, a Wednesday press conference, a post-game press conference after another performance where he's just nailing it. Oh, you know, he can't kick 50-yard field goals, well, 49-yard field goal in the wind. The other guy misses one, wide left where he misses the net. Nick Folk does not miss. Nick Folk is awesome. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, as Bill kind of implied this week, that all his kickers, Vinatieri, Gostowski, and Folk could all be considered Hall of Famers. I'm not really sure I'm willing to go down that road, but he's really freaking good, and it's okay to just be really freaking good. If he does this for another couple of years, all of a sudden we could be in a surge in kickers being considered for the NFL. Vinatieri, to me, is a no-brainer. Gostowski, mm. And don't you think Nick Folk is one of us? Very good. Oh, I love don't him. you think he's having a beer right now? Nick Folk? Probably a Miller Lite. Right and he, actually, he's one of me. I feel like he's a, a Miller Lite the, type my, my, guy. Narragansett is my Miller Lite. You full well understand that. Yeah. Narragansett, okay. I, I drink when it's some of those farm-to-table ex- restaurants when they don't have the big-name beers. Farm-to-table? Well, Narragansett, Narragansett is a be- drinkable local beer. Right. And some of these places who, who push when did away Gansett from the all of a sudden become the hoity-toity of well, all really, the local crushables? It's the least hoity-toity of the hoity-toity at some of the hoity-toities. Marcus Jones gets on the list for another 20-plus-yard punt return, sets up a short field. Leads to a Nick Folk field goal. In better times, it might lead to a short field touchdown, and we'd be talking about that. Uh, remember those days? They yes. were fun, weren't they? But he continues to have a positive impact, and we talked about it earlier. Maybe his role as a playmaker in the return game leads to a role on offense. First thing I would do during the bye, aside from telling Mac Jones we're going to start calling more plays that get the ball out of your hands quicker so that you don't have to languish back there waiting for guys that have a hard time getting open to get open and or getting crushed by the offensive line, I would say... Guess what? We got you a bright, shiny new receiver. His name is Marcus Jones. He's quick, he's got twitch, and I bet he can get open for you. So next on the list is a dynamic duo, Jonathan Jones, Brendan Schooler for the mm. blocked punt. Uh, I think that was sort of the flag of last week. That was the pivot point in the game where it really swayed in your direction. You get the blocked punt where Jonathan Jones got to sneak, sneak, sneaks in from that uh, vice guy position, blocks the punt relatively easily, actually. He was all over that. Interestingly, a good call coming off the left side with a left-footed punter, as Bill talked about. And then Brennan Schooler, who has been a really good rookie course special teamer scoop it doesn't quite score gets it down to the two they get the touchdown there now all of a sudden it's 13 nothing and i said like 
game over. I mean, with the way the Colts play offense, Ellinger, like the game was over there, and you really didn't have to do anything offensively all day. So give them credit. And then in the end, this is a group award mm-hmm. defense. Yeah. <laughs> Your defense was awesome. Front to back, front left, left to right, everybody. You know, the, the fact they went 0 for 14 analytics, they call that. 0 for 14 on third down, according to Matt and Providence. Um, nine sacks could have been 10 because there was one wiped out by Judon at one point. They didn't pass 100 yards until the very, very, very end of in the game. overall offense yes. and only 103 yards passing. Dominant. From Just absolutely Ellinger today. dominant from this defense against a bad offensive mm-hmm. line. A bad. They had a good scheme, though. Like It was like edge pressure, and then we're going to run a twist, and we're going to go inside out. And, and you didn't pick up any of them with your high-priced offensive line that's putrid right now. Um, and during Bill Belichick's 13 minutes, he never mentioned Steve calling a good ball game today. Uh, that's true. I don't think he did. And no. I do think he Steve credited called. the defensive coaches for a good game. Ah, uh, he did say defensive coach. So overall, defensive coaches. Okay, excellent. Thank you, producer Nick. And uh, right. so they earned Just it. Not that name was... checking Steve. Not name checking Steve in particular. But yes, they had an excellent, excellent game. And we can throw around. You know, I think Jabril Peppers has brought an edge to this defense in recent weeks. He's a thumper. He's a hitter. He wakes up in the morning and chooses violence. He does, and I like it. I really do. I think the offense could use. You know what I think the offense could use? What? Like a Judon, a Peppers, like some of these guys that are bringing something to the table on defense. Do you now? It's so funny because I Which think there was someone peppers. sitting across from you a couple minutes ago who said the exact same thing. Oh, I didn't even listen. All right, thumbs down. <laughs> Andy thumbs Hart for down. not listening to his co-host uh, on the Six Rings post game. Matt show. Patricia, and uh, as I started the paragraph on the website, by extension, Bill Belichick, because he put Matt Patricia in this spot, and he told me in the Globe to blame him if it goes wrong, and. Mm-hmm kind of gone wrong the offense isn't very good the play calling is predictable I still keep holding hope didn't come today because today was the two-yard loss on first uh the first play of the game the handoff that was predictable to Ramondre Stevenson still holding out hope that one day one day down the road Mm. there will be a play action on the first play of the game because I think it's going to be wide open because all you do is run and Bill deserves blame here because those are likely scripted plays so that's game planned early in the week when Bill and Joe Judge are with Matt Patricia but right now, this offense needs to find a way to, to you know, the old cliche, be better. Mm-hmm. Be better. I've heard a lot they of that this be season better. in yes. recent year. They need to be better. What from your, and I'm not exactly expecting a full statistical breakdown mm-hmm. or next-gen analytics, if you will, okay. but what, how many play actions or RPOs did we see today? Did we I see bleep what I know. I, well, you watched the same game I did. Yeah, I know. Maybe you take notes. Maybe you check out the, the sites where this, it, these it, things are It's very are hard to see that not in person. Okay, well, you know what? Studio. I'll wait for you to join Fourier's All-22 Chimney crew. Christmas. I've been thinking of downloading, but everybody says it sucks. What's the, that? The uh, NFL Plus Plus app or whatever, that it never works, and it's, like, always flawed and bugged and hard to use. And So I don't want to pay the money and be frustrated by it. Oh, I'll sure. let the pew, pew, pew. Is that what Christian did? The Lazars <laughs> yeah. of the world do it. Yeah, the All-22 uh, crew. That next up, and you're not going to like this because uh, I feel like Uh-oh. you were this close to buying a jersey. Uh-oh. A strange, strange, strange 69 jersey. Mm. Um, falling yeah, off the map. Yeah, day at the office. Benched again. It was a short day at the office. Mm-hmm. Benched yet again. Sack penalty. I saw Andrew Callahan talk to him. Said it's a lot of fundamental stuff. That's what the coaches are telling him, that he has to get fixed. Um, and, and I don't. I don't, I'm sorry, maybe this is me being like hard-o heart, but I don't, you know, Quinn and Williams is good. Yep, that's right. DeForest Buckner is really good. Yep, that's right. You're a first-round pick. Like, I expect you to be good. Like, I hold you to a high professional standard. They made you the starter right out the gates. Yep. 
you got to meet the challenge. Find a way. And I do think he needs to get stronger, mm-hmm. thicker, stouter, more sand in his pants. Yes. work on that trunk. More sand in the pants. you got to be a little more stout, but he also apparently needs to be fundamentally better. He just needs to be better, and he's like an added problem now. Because we knew right tackle and win, mm-hmm. like those were kind of a problem. Are we keeping win at tackle? Do we have a right tackle? Now you've added... Do we have a left guard? Is Strange staying at left guard? Like, you're adding to the issues on the overall problem. Well, you know what the Patriots could do is they could uh, see if there's anyone available uh, that could be a free agent. Trade for, oh, wait, the trade deadline mm. was this week and they acquired no greater talent. That ship has sailed. But they did, oh, didn't they pick up Sank a too. Hayden Howerton? Ho- yeah, you excited about that? Is he next in line? We're going to try him too? I mean, we'll see. Maybe at this point, honestly, they may have to see if and when he comes off injured reserve if Chase and Hines is an option. Yeah, they can see anybody's an option, but like the whole uh, like hunt and peck technique to find your offensive lineman in week nine and ten and eleven into the season. Not the way you draw it up. Not great, Bob. I don't know if you've Not ever great. heard that's a place where they like continuity and consistency mm. in the lineup, and they've started four straight weeks a different starting offensive line right now. Huh. Mm. And you know the damnedest the thing for success. It hasn't looked good. The Not damnedest thing. The quarterback's under pressure, the running back's getting tackled in the backfield for a loss. And that leads us to our final. The entire offensive line stinks. As a group, I gave the group award on defense in the positive column. I'll give the group award on the Negative column to the offensive line because they're all part of the problem. We talked about earlier the penalties, whether it's Win or Brown. Cole Strange, by the way, just in case you're wondering, is third on the team in penalties with four. It goes eight, seven, four, your offensive line. Nine, seven, four. Nine, or nine, seven, whatever it's it is. The area code for the um, offense if you'd like to get in touch They stink, with and they need to be better. And, you know, Christian Fourier says no chance. They don't have the bodies to figure it out. Um, but right now, that's, to me, the root that's just brutally, of the that's problem. That's brutally honest assessment. Yes, but you got to figure it out because you can't just wave the white flag. You're going to wave the white flag in week 10? No, that's why okay, we have the buy, a perfectly timed buy. Again, that consulting figure out fee. a lot of things. There's only three players we both agreed can take a vacation during the buy. It would be Matthew Judon, it would be Jonathan Jones, and Nick Folk. Yes, Other and Sean Wade because he hasn't played, so how could he do anything? <laughs> <laughs> he should probably be doubling down on his studies during the week. Andy Hart's thumbs up and thumbs down here on the Six Ring Post Game Show, brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com, for your free trial. Oh, boy, your boy, Tom Brady, end zone pick with less than two minutes left. He didn't finish that drive? No. I mean, he finished it, but he not in the way I thought he would. It wasn't a pick. It was just dropped. Oh, it was. I apologize. Mike Evans I, it, dropped yet another one. You, that was a drop. I thought the Rams picked that off. Every no time I look up, he's dropping the ball. Oh there have gosh. been, I believe, eight drop passes by the Bucks today. Get out of town. I'm going to say this, this isn't again. Tom Brady. See, they this need is- to put Brady in protective custody because I like his life. Football on field, off field is crumbling down around him. And this is a guy who's a perfectionist who can't deal with oh. this. This is amazing. He, this is awful. Like, and he did go over 100,000 yards for his career, though. So he's got that going Yay. for him. I'm sure he'll be happy post Oh, man. Tom, how good does it feel to go over 100,000 yards? Great. He's just piling up the stats. The Bucks are about to drop to three and six. It's weird. It's like somebody predicted they wouldn't make the playoffs on a very popular and podcast. And the Atlanta Falcons are going to stay in first place with a record of four and five. Hmm. That always happens in the NFC. Uh, what a trash So the Patriots division. are five and four in last place. Yes. The Falcons are four and five in, in first, first place. place. That what is a world. the most 2022 stat or, uh, you know, divisional alignment, whatever you want to say, however you want to call it. The most Something 2022 smoother than that thing. would have worked. That was definitely not the way I wanted that to come out. But you know what? Sometimes the words, they get in the way. Before you go to the calls real quick, uh, do you make exceptions, the okay. 959 says, sure. for Strange with Andrews being out? No. 
David Andrews getting healthy. He is doing well. Will Obviously, help. he just had to be kept out because of the protocol, and they wanted to give him the extra bye week to rest up. Made a lot of sense. That will help. Yeah, but I don't make exceptions. Okay. Wow. You're a first-round pick, and you need an undrafted center to hold your gosh darn, I almost swore. Can you say that other thing? I'll Probably stick not. with gosh darn. Yeah, stick with You need the darn. undrafted center to hold your gosh darn hand out there? You're a first-round pick. By the way, a somewhat controversial one who I'm sure the coaches and front office would prefer you played better because so it makes them look bad now, when you get benched. Am I allowed now to go back to how I felt about Cole Strange when I said, Cole Strange, a guard I've never heard of on draft night? Probably not because I did say that he was coming yeah, around. Because you're all over well. the place. You're flippity, floppity, floppity, floppity. I am your average. Hey, you average, are the Finn Glenn, Glenn Ordway. I am your average Pats fan. I am all over the place with lots of flip-flops, John Kerry style. Our last call of the day will be Paul from Quincy. He's satisfied with the dub, but he's not impressed. He's all of us. Hi, Paul. Hey, how are you? Um, I, You know, Danny, to a certain extent, is right. I think he's making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw something today. First of all, I saw a receiver in the end zone who didn't even put his hands out to catch the ball. But I saw two throws that were vastly overthrown. What I'm seeing, and this is just me, he's got this kid breathing down his neck. Is he afraid to throw picks? And now he's deliberately overthrowing people, so he can't get. He can't. He's afraid to throw interceptions. I don't want a quarterback who's afraid to throw the ball. They don't have a receiver who can get separation, stop going downfield with it. As for the play calling, you're at the two yard line. You're in the shotgun. Run the ball three times. If the Colts stop you, they stop you. All right, good for them. But to me, it looks like Mac Jones is getting a little, a little uh, with the confidence, and I, he might be overthrowing people on purpose because he's afraid to throw mm-hmm. an interception. I don't want that. I I, you know I, mean? I agree with the confidence aspect of I agree it. With you. I'm Thank not you sure it's ball, manifesting itself in intentional overthrows. No. And you reminded me, Paul, um, one play, you know, one play that I'm, I'm probably going to make a little too much of, didn't care for the Tyquan Thornton th- low throw on the in-cut that he just basically ignored and dismissed mm-hmm. like he's Randy Moss with a- Andrew Walter in Oakland. Like, you got to I know you're a runner like you're a linear guy whatever go down and catch the ball. It like hit him in the knees and he didn't really make much of an effort to break stride and catch the ball. I haven't seen very much from him the last Down on him weeks, the last couple we... weeks. That drop last week mm-hmm. when there was a guy coming and he Alligator seemed like arms. yes. Um so I was a big fan of his coming out of camp mm-hmm. but since he's returned from the injury I haven't Black seen much. He had that one big game against Cleveland and not much else since. All right, Andy, getting close to punching out time now for Patriots player of the game. Patriots player of the game to wrap up the Six Rings postgame show brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids, that's Cars with a K, dot com, or 1-877-CARS-4-KIDS. It could be Nick Folk. It won't be, though he'd had another stellar game because, of course, Andy, once again on Six Rings, the player of the game is... Oh, you already know, Matthew Judon, the most dominant defensive player the Patriots have had in years, and that includes last year's version of Matthew Judon. Week after week, we might as well rename the award the Matthew Judon Postgame Memorial Award. Well, he's not dead. Just like so the same memorial. way I was supposed to say that it was the Isaiah Wynn uh, Memorial Thumbs Down. I yes. did not because I didn't want to pile on. He's got to buy to try to fix things and get right. Good job by you. He's five Jum- years to try to fix things. All right, come on. We're staying positive here. <laughs> oh, sorry. At Jumbo Hart, I'm at Fitzy GFY. Nicely done by Nick LaPan and the producers and our assistants here today on the postgame show. We are off next Sunday as the Patriots are on the bye. They return Sunday, November 20th, 1 o'clock, to take on the New York Jets from Gillette Stadium. And we will be back after that game with the Six Rings postgame show following Jets at Pats. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the bye. Good night. God bless. And as always, go Pats.